All right, welcome back to another episode of the Atlas Podcast, Game of Thrones Season 8. Today we're talking about Episode 4, The Last of the Starks. We have two more left after this. A lot of things happened this episode. We want to jump right in. But first, a word from a sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Enzo Barn Bistro, located at 773 Fulton Street in the Fort Greene neighborhood of Brooklyn. It just opened last week. We were there. It was awesome. Great drinks. Uh, great food. We met the ownership. We met the staff. They were super friendly. The locals are already coming in. They think this place is great. It used to be a place called Prospect. Now it's not. It's called <laughs> Enswell. Live well, drink well, be well, ends well, ends well bar in Brooklyn, 773 Fulton. Okay, we're done with that plug. Let's get into the show. <laughs> Dude, are you sure you, don't, you want to continue your day job? That sounds pretty good. <laughs> well, yeah. you know, I, I'm never going to be able to uh, repeat that, so I'm pretty sure the mid-roll and the post-roll is going to sound terrible. But... Let's keep riding high. Let's get into the show. Let's go to our maybe not so good, but we're going to keep doing it anyway segment of give me your summaries in 240 characters or fewer. Axel, let's start with you. All right, cool. Give me some energy, man. (laughs) Uh, Okay. The war made everyone... uh, The war made everyone... uh, The war made everyone in the North thirsty. Brienne makes faces. Gendry gets rejected. A dog isn't getting pet around here. You really should have killed Euron when you had the chance. I misande her already. All right. A little wordplay. Alex, let's go to you. Uh, HBO go de- goes down for like 10 minutes. I can't log in. Um, no one could keep a secret in the Seven Kingdoms. <laughs> I love how that was one sentence and you somehow found a way to stumble <laughs> through it. Sounds good. Um, all right. And mine... Get Jamie a Supreme t-shirt because he's the ultimate fuckboy. John still knows nothing, parentheses, about women. Varish plans to die by firing squad. Hee hee. More brown people lose their heads. Danny has Bernie face. And I had to explain this to you guys pre-show. It's like <laughs> she wants to burn stuff. And virginity is still the real enemy of Westeros. Um in our excitement to get the show going, I forgot to introduce you guys. I'm here, as always, with my co-host, Axel. Axel, what's up? Hey, what's up? And Alex, who I just realized, if you've joined the show just with Game of Thrones, his voice sounds entirely unfamiliar. Go back and listen to True Detective, and maybe this will all make sense to you. The original Game of Thrones, Alex, will be back for the finale, but for now we have this version of Alex. Alex, what's up? Original Recipe. Hey, sorry to disappoint. Right. It's very confusing. This is original Recipe Alex, but new Recipe Alex is original Game of Thrones Alex. Don't worry about it. Just keep (laughs) listening. Okay, now that we've done that jumble totally out of order, we figured that since this episode was so long, it would be really arduous to try to go through plot beat by plot beat because we're just going to want to talk about what happens with these characters later down, down the line. And we tried. Right. So let's um, let's go by character, but before we do that, do you guys have a favorite quote? Since we did our summaries, let's go into something else. To climbing mountains. To climbing mountains, okay. <laughs> I forgot about that one. There's really some some funny some funny moments in this in this show, which we'll get to for sure. Alex, what about you? Do you have one? Yeah, let me find it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Alex, are you watching the show right Elevator now? Elevator music. Why is it all the way at the bottom? Oh, you didn't copy copy pasta this up. I didn't. 
I didn't. Yeah, I mean, it's not like we're doing a show. Take your time. <laughs> mm, can't find it. Do you remember what it was? Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, what's her face? Which Danny's one? like, um, I'm gonna, I, I'm here for a purpose. I'm here to uh, get rid of tyranny, and I'll do anything that it takes. Oh, it's right. No, not, no matter. It's right here. I'm here to free the world from tyrants. That is my destiny, and I will serve it, no matter the cost. Is that the one? Yeah. Okay, great. It was here. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it's uh, this other one. Are you drunk? Mine is, um, well, then it's information. If a handful of pe- people know now, hundreds will know soon. Uh, that's Varys talking about the the secret, not-so-secret or, or is it the not-so-secret secret? Whatever. The secret that isn't a secret. No more secrets. About uh, who John really is, who his parents are. Um, all right. Quotes are done. Fucking whatever. Let's break down some of these characters. Let's break down some of these characters. Dissector motivations. Actually, you know what, Alex? Why don't you, why don't you bring us into the next segment if it's so easy? Let's start off with Dark Phoenix herself. Like, what do we think about Sansa? The red hair lady that lady of winterfell i guess that was so much better than how Uh, i was doing (laughs) yeah (laughs) good job so i have here in my notes what are her goals because in this episode she she has a tearful goodbye with uh the body of theon 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 Oh, Sansa. Sansa, sorry. I thought we were talking about... Yeah, Alex. I mean, Axel, you're paying attention. Yeah, I'm paying attention. Sorry. Like, the the show is playing directly behind you. So, I'm looking at... uh, So, there's no... Which means there's actually no excuse. There's no excuse. I'm just completely distracted. You can totally see it. Uh, In fact, maybe that'll be a good time marker. If the show ends and we're still recording, we need to wrap it up. Okay, so Sansa is... Is saying goodbye to Theon in this sad scene, and then we get a bunch of her interactions as well as other people's interactions in the dinner party, which happens just immediately after after this, this sort of tearful uh, lighting of the pyres. The first thing I can recall is her talking to the Hound, yep. which is an interesting conversation to say the least. Well, because he basically tells her what you should have done is leave with me when I left King's Landing. Right. And she responds to him that if she wouldn't have, she hadn't have done that, she would still be a little bird. Right. I find that really weird because her sister was also traveling with the Hound. And her sister isn't the kind of individual that she would say she would have, she would have been if she would have followed the, the Hound out of mm-hmm. King's Landing. So to me, it's just like a very weird thing. Like this is probably why the writers are getting criticized for being lazy, um, for lazy writing. Alex, what do you, what, what do you think? What, what about her, this episode or, or specifically in this, in this dinner sequence or that conversation? Did any of that stand out? Well, to we you? were talking about yesterday. We were talking about like, is she kind of like reflecting a little bit of uh little finger? Is she like throughout the, maybe this season like the last four episodes she's she's been playing um playing her cards really tight or like not showing a lot but playing on the down low like Littlefinger used to do uh 
Yeah, like, she's spilling the beans to Tyrion. She knows that that's gonna affect John. Probably lose John's uh, trust from now on. Um, her motivation is, I mean, it's pretty clear. She doesn't want. She feels really strongly about the North being independent, and uh, although she does bend the knee or she does obey the Queen, she rather have. She rather not. Yeah, she doesn't trust Amelia Clark. So I think it's pretty clear and. It's a bit of a cheat because in behind the episode, the uh, the writers, D&D, essentially tell us that Sansa deliberately tells Tyrion with a premeditated desire to manipulate him because he, and we'll get to him, is in a very vulnerable position insofar as he's been giving a lot of bad advice. And we can really get to this because he's in a triangle with Varys and Danny. Um which we're definitely going to touch on. So Sansa is absolutely doing the little finger thing. She's absolutely trying to cause what you always say, Axel, is some chaos, or at least it's going to result in some chaos that hopefully leads to what it is that she wants to get done. I'm just not totally sure. I, it's like, I know what she's doing. Okay. I know what she's doing, but I don't know exactly why. Is she motivated by not liking Danny? not trusting her um is it a weird feeling of just wanting anyone that's not john out of the picture because she finally feels like she has her family back together in their ancestral home she's definitely the most attached to winterfell the place out of all of her siblings but so why, what do you though? guys like, think you're right why why i just don't understand like she survived ramsey bolton probably the the turning point in her life i don't think Littlefinger was that bad, like I said before. So, but compared to Ramsay, like that's a real turning point in her character. And if I'm gonna like, if we're gonna base her character like uh, evolving from that, maybe she should. I don't know. I, I just don't understand why Winterfell is that important to her. It's her home. It's her ancestral home. Yeah, but so she was ready to get out of home, like to be a queen, like in episode three or something. Yeah, but that's before she. She's a different person now, and she has completely different desires. She yeah, doesn't want why? to be a lady and be, you know, spending her days. But why? And, well, I, she can't do that anymore. I think it's because of everything that happened to her when she went south. Yeah, and everything and, went badly. And I think the thing that we keep whoa, for, what Ramsey happened on in the north. Yeah, but okay, you want we want to talk about the location of where it happened? It was in the north, so I, I get what you mean about that happened at the physical place Winterfell, but. Everything that led to her to that happening was a result of them all going south. If they had stayed in the north and not, and Ned had just said no to to Bob Baratheon, none of this probably happens at all. They're just doing their own thing as wardens of the north, and there's no show, there's no books, there's just nothing. It's just a, a regular old, just a regular couple of decades in in the Seven Kingdoms, yeah. right? I mean, if you want to go back to the beginning of the show and ask yourself, like, what did Sansa want in the beginning was to be a lady. She is Lady of Winterfell. And she's learned through her experiences that if she's going to be a lady and she's going to be a lady that sustains, then she has to be part of the politics. She has to be able to administer the lands correctly and also understand that the people have, the people that keep her in power have the the determination the self-determination right they want to be free in the north 
So if she wants to be the lady, she has to kind of do what her population wants her to do. So I just feel like she's being forced as a main character. I don't, I don't really care for her. Well, I mean, I think, I think <laughs> if you want to go forced, there's a lot of other things we could talk about in this show. They in this episode, a lot of exposition, a lot of conversation. I started to reconsider how good I thought this episode was, but I did think it was pretty well done for what it is they wanted to give us. Yeah. Um, and I've read some other things, some other comments from pe- from from people because we've had some time to uh, to fail to avoid the internet uh, as it relates to what other people think about the show. But um, yeah, now it's it's in this really weird political intrigue point, and Sansa is like one of it's like a yeah one of a few it's not even a, tri- a triangle. It's like a hexagon of people trying to do stuff. Um, but Alex, before we move on to another, to someone else, what do you you said you didn't understand why she wants to like stay in the north and all this, but what do you what do you think she does want? Yeah, so I, I just don't know. I I think I I don't know what else she likes like, or what what motivates her to do things. Like Axel said, she wanted to be a lady in the beginning. Okay, and she still wants to be a lady. Arya didn't want to be a, like I know we're not supposed to mix characters, but well, we're gonna get to her. The, but, yeah. In the beginning, the characters. Uh, wanted one thing and in the end they end up it's like a full circle right and they end up getting that but from a different way than they thought they would get it I don't know Sansa is really the dark horse or maybe not even maybe she's becoming the front runner for who's gonna who might live to the end of the show um, mm. I think she's she's kind of pulling ahead here in my opinion I don't think I think she has a lot of I'm, I wouldn't even call it plot armor. I would just say that there's very little chance. There's very little chance. Yeah, anything, her death would be meaningless. I don't think it would be meaningless. Mm. I think it would be really significant. Um, Who I, would I, be triggered? Uh, Danny, for sure. Danny's the one. The problem, but we'll get to her. I, she, you just were. It's unclear how many allies she still has. Um, all right, let's go to someone else who was um, prominent in that in that funeral sequence, and that's Arya. Everyone is looking over a different, a different person in that opening scene. She is looking over Beric, um, maybe because he was holding that door for her. He, yeah, he's <laughs> doing his Jesus pose, and she's not featured too much in this episode of the show. But she has her scene with Gendry, which we can talk about. She has uh, a conversation with the Hound, and then. Right smack in the middle, she has the conversation uh, in front of the the heart tree in the godswood with her siblings. She's a very confusing character right now because she just totally dunked on the Night King. She's the hero of Winterfell. She's not in the hall. She's celebrating by shooting arrows into a target that is kind of close, to be honest, for a super killer. It is not in a good spot either. Like You never shoot arrows in a doorway. You know, someone's gonna walk right into it, yeah. like Gendry almost. Did. Well, she obviously has clairvoyance and X-ray vision. Oh, of course. And teleportation, and probably oh, she could turn back time, uh, maybe just a couple minutes because she's still young. She's fucking and, Prince and of Persia just, in this bitch, and just, un- <laughs> and just totally undo if she had shot Gendry in the neck uh, with an arrow, or maybe Brands around the corner saying he's not gonna walk through. He's gonna walk. He's gonna walk through in five, four, do it now, three, do it now, two, what? Huh. Okay, what did you guys think of that Gendry scene? 
Was it cute? Was it funny? Was it stupid? What's, what's going on here? I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't talk about like not understanding, like that really didn't need to be there. Like they, it's either like you're giving up and you don't want it because it's too late to start up like this non, I, I, like uncharacteristic relationship. You know what I mean? Well, that's what it is. Is it's it's not starting that. It's saying that this isn't going to happen. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's too yeah. late to do that. So this is like the awkward way, like the awkward breakup. Um, and it was awkward. Was it was it rushed? It, it was definitely rushed, right? Or no? I don't. I really beef. don't really know. I don't have beef with the scene, just in terms of like, okay, they needed to get rid of that, so they need the awkward breakup. Let's make it awkward, right? Okay. Um, I just don't think they. If they're not gonna reference uh, who's the who's the girl that uh, her brother died and they shuttled Bran through the north, uh, Mira. Mira. Like if you're just gonna ignore her from now on, like we're not gonna see her. Right? If you're gonna ignore her, you might as well just ignore the fact that Gendry and Arya fucked. I mean, <laughs> I don't know, Alex. What do you think? So at the dinner table, like in the really beginning of the episode, Gendry's like, "Where's Arya? Where's Arya?" And the Hound's like, "Dude, chill." And moments later, he gets he gets the title to be Lord. Do you think he was thinking of asking Arya to for for her hand before even getting that title, or he got the title? And was like, oh, okay, maybe I can uh, I Persuade. can ask her to marry me. Uh, I definitely think it's you know scratch that it doesn't matter yeah. so, whatever <laughs> it's definitely the latter he probably really he definitely likes Arya. it's also unclear whether or not he was lying about how many women he slept with and that they were actually both virgins yeah so which could explain it could be bad writing and rushed story but it also could be you know he's he's more attached than you think he would be if he was kind of sleeping around when he was down in flea bottom um I think that just now he's a lord. He just feels like he can. It's 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 like you meet a girl and you want, you find out that she's maybe she's got a lot of money, she's got a great fam- family, and then you get like a really big promotion, and you kind of feel just better about yourself, like you're in a closer social standing, mm-hmm. uh, and that maybe gives you like the confidence to go and and like shoot that shot. So he 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 gets he's the MVP of shooting your shot basically. For this for this episode, right? I mean, who who makes a bigger leap in like thirty seconds of screen time? No, it's I just him. I just went from being a uh, basically the most lowborn person here that's not a wildling to Lord of Storm's End to asking uh, Arya Stark, the Night King Killer, if, she, <laughs> if, if he wants to if she wants a Netflix and chill for the rest of our lives. Um, hey, Ronda Rousey. Um, so. Do you want to marry me? Yeah, I know we haven't. Ronda Rousey, maybe like five years ago. You know, now that you mentioned that, I got, I'm coming around to that scene being there because the whole joke between them is that he calls her Milady, mm-hmm. and then he finally is like, "You want to be Milady?" Yeah, it's a bit of a callback yeah. to, um, All right. and I, right, the meme out there is her saying, "I'm not a lady. I never have been," or something, and then Gendry saying, "Well, you know." Then take your cock out and, and like have a piss or something like that. When she something changes boring. faces, uh, does she change every like uh, appearance looks different? Everything, I if it Alex. Changes other she stuff. changes. It works. Everything. It works. It, it's it's ten times more powerful than the Mission Impossible mask. 
Yeah. So the Mission Possible mask makes your actual skull structure change. It makes you shorter, taller, fatter. And I'm pretty sure... And with a pee-pee? Yep. Yeah, dude. 100%. There's nothing that says says otherwise. I don't understand the faces. Talk about that later. Um, What about her... Gosh, I wish I would remember from like two weeks ago. I, I, I could have said this. If only... Yeah, yeah. I mean... If only you could just remember. Death has many faces. Yeah. And many dicks to go with it. Sure. Yeah, death has many dicks. <laughs> death has many dicks. <laughs> like, oh boy. <laughs> uh, that's to be the name of the podcast episode. Game of Thrones 71, <laughs> death has many dicks. Okay. Arya has this other scene, and I don't want to like spend too much time on all the different scenes, like we said, but this is at odds with what happens later. They have the conversation in the God's Wood. She has the good line after the the meeting in the war room. Hey, we need a word. The four Starks go out to the Godswood. They have the conversation. We don't hear Bran tell the story again. We also don't get Sansa and Arya's reaction. It's very similar to what was going on before like Littlefinger gets killed, where there's just this stuff that is unsaid between them, and you just never know whether they're going to they're gonna pull the rug out from from under us later. But there's not that much time left. In any case, she appeals. Um, she makes an appeal to John that, you know, you're not just like my half brother, my bastard brother, whatever. She says, you're just my brother. Period. He kind of swings it back when he says, you got to keep the secret before I tell you what it is at Sansa. But then the next time we see Arya, she's riding on her horse, seemingly uh, uh, on her way out. Coincidentally, seems to run into the hound and then they talk about how they both don't plan on coming back so first question what's her deal what's she doing i think she's done with family right but it's totally at odds with her appeal earlier unless this is a response to what was told to her yeah it might end up being like she she realized that you know they're having conversation uh about being family but maybe maybe she's just like well he's not really a stark and if the thing that's like we grew up together and all that, but it, he's not really a Stark, so his motivations have it changed as well. It can't be that. It's just moving the plot along. I, I don't think they that's just it. Actually. You don't think so? No, I don't think that. Oh, like Dude, how do you I, I, I was cool with it if you were like half Stark, right? But now that you're, well, she is. She, he, he is, is half still half Stark, right? Yeah. So nothing actually about his relationship to the family. Yeah, you're changes. right. No, it it's only which half, father versus versus mother. I mean, the other thing is like. Is it foreshadowing? Like, I, I used to do this whole thing a lot whenever I saw these conversations. Like, does this foreshadow um, somebody's death? And, like, both of them, I think, are going to die really soon. Like, there's going to be Clegane Bowl, and the Hound has to die. I'm starting to think maybe not, but he's he's one of our secondary char- characters. We can rip through them later. And Arya, Arya, I think, probably should go down, too. And maybe this this would work if it's like foreshadowing, like, because you're right. Like the only other possibility is that she's done with family, but that might not be the case. I don't even know if that's what I really think. I think she's going down there to, and she knows she's gonna die. Yeah, I so think she has kind of yeah. accepted the fact that whatever mission she's put herself, like I don't think she's aimlessly going down there. I think she has a plan in mind for herself. Oh yeah. And the Hound does too. Uh, I don't think either of them know that the other one is saying, is being um, sort of 
covert about the fact that they think they're not coming back to the world of the living versus just coming back physically up here to Winterfell. Uh, but I guess, we'll, I mean, there's only three hours of show left or even less. So we'll see. I mean, Alex, so the rest of the people on her list. Yeah, there's only really one or two people it's left. Cersei, no. It's Cersei, and then the other thing that's been going around uh, the internets is um, Ilan Payne, the the, the uh, headsman. So the long and short of it is, if you haven't read this, is that the actor came down with terminal cancer a few years ago, and they kind of wrote him out, uh, out of the show. I mean, right. He kind of could have been written out already, but that's the main reason why he's not been back, because they couldn't even get him. But he lived. He didn't die. His cancer went into remission. So he's a character that you, think you could definitely back? just have her take out if you're putting her on this this one-man solid snake murder mission getting into King's Landing. Hmm. Um, okay. Uh, Alex, yeah, I mean, is there anything about this that we missed? I mean, we talked, the two of us talked a lot, but like... Yeah, there's not much. Yeah, I mean, are, are you as confused as we are about what she's really going to do? Nah, she's she's going for Cersei's head. Pretty simple, like um, she like you you alluded to this in the last episode. She's an assassin. She's not built for like right. She's uh, not a warrior. She's not a soldier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think it's gonna happen though? You think she's gonna get both kills? These are yeah. The can two I give my targets. theory right now so I can put this to rest and I can start getting uh, recognition? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, go for it. Look, let, let, uh, Jamie's on his way out too. They're gonna meet somewhere in on the road, and she's gonna take his face. This way, it, um, and then she's gonna use his face, kill Cersei, uh, strangled or whatever, and this will fulfill both prophecy or both. I I I can't call it a foreshadowing if it's actually been said that that's how it's gonna happen. But that's how the pieces would 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 work i think oh my god how pissed off would you be if Arya gets both big kills in this show well M- melisandra what, whatever her name is she said what is it? brown eyes blue eyes and green eyes mm-hmm. cersei yeah, has green eyes this has been bandied about i think some folks believe that walder frey had green eyes but i'm not sure it's definitely more fun to think about it in terms of Cersei, but I've also considered some of the rumblings about how the Arya killing the Night King was very unpredicted, and if it was handled handled if it was handled a little bit more artfully, I wouldn't have been so aggro about it. She just like Nightcrawler teleports into the sky to get him, but it feels like there's only two options for who kills Cersei: two and a half. That's kind of a joke because the, the, the half is Tyrion, but I also only think it's half. I don't think he'll get close. That's a gimme. Like if they do that, everybody's just gonna be like, "That's you might as well just had Arya kill her." Yeah. <laughs> I, so, I mean, if Arya kills her as Jamie's face, it's like, wow, it was that would be sort really of exactly cool. what you thought, but sort of not. I don't know. Is that why you were asking about if you wear the mask, things change? Like, do you get a peepee? Right. Is that why you asked, Alex? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gotta get it close. What's she? What's she gonna do about that? Uh, that hand, too, dude. Sacrifice, gotta chop it off. That'd be incredible. You gotta get your kill. I would. I would be okay with it if she went. Or what Jamie does way. right now. I mean, the actor. He just slips it on. Yeah, I know. 
You think he puts his whole hand in there, or he makes a fist and his hand just looks really it's long? It's like a glove. I mean, that might be possible because it's I just know. it's, it's just, in that shape, right? Yeah, whatever. You know what? Let's not spend twenty minutes on that. Um, okay, John, we're gonna stay in stay in the north. John is stupid, right? John's a dumb person, <laughs> right? He's he's the dumbest person in all of the whole show ever. Uh, yeah, he doesn't know anything, dude. He fucking knows nothing. He knows nothing about women. He knows nothing about politics. He doesn't seem to have any sort of intuition about what people are thinking or feeling. This this is a big most complaint. of the time. Yeah. It's it's kind of weird when it's to not me. the raging battle. It's kind of weird it's to like me with Goku. John that like. Yeah, what what, what do you mean? Oh, I, that's kind of lost on me. I don't, I don't watch Dragon Ball Z, but Goku's just a simpleton that's overpowered. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's totally it. But here's this is the thing that really bugs me about Jon Snow. He's an active protagonist. Like he takes actions, things that he does have consequences later. Comes around and bites him in the ass. He brought the wildlings in. The crows killed him. Right. He would. But then, like at the same time, there are things that just fucking happen to him. He just finds himself in these places. So he gets brought back. And now he's just kind of like passive John. Like now he's in a relationship. He gets made king. Like what did he do? You can argue that like what he did to get made king of the north is he he had these like stories that he basically becomes kind of like a living legend, right? Yeah. But he, I mean, he, he starts out real strong in the episode with this speech, which I think I have. Oh, yeah. Let's play that clip. Oh, yeah. Here we go. We're here to say goodbye to our brothers and sisters, to our fathers and mothers, to our friends, our fellow men and women who set aside their differences to fight together and die together so that others might live. (laughs) Everyone in this world owes them a debt that can never be repaid. It is our duty and our honor to keep them alive in memory for those who come after us and those who come after them. For as long as men draw breath, they were the shields that guarded the realms of men. And we shall never see their light again. So I really like that. Yeah. The, yeah. the They are the, the shields that guard the realms of men. And we shall never see their likes again. Uh, I think something very similar is said when Aemon Targaryen dies a few seasons back. Uh, so he comes in really hot, really strong. Then we get to the dinner party. He seems to have a sense that Dar- uh, Daria... <laughs> That Daenerys la, 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 is la. kind of by herself out there when <laughs> Tormund is really giving him all, heaping all this praise on him for who gets on a fucking dragon? This guy does. Who dies and comes back to life and keeps fighting? This guy does. And to be fair, Daenerys has been riding these dragons for a long time. I mean, she fucking <laughs> rode over the narrow sea. She flew over on these dragons, basically. She so, birthed them. Right. She's not really getting enough credit here. Uh, I sort of understand it because John's been in the trenches with Tormund for way longer than is anyone's business because Tormund should be dead by now. He's got super plot armor. We'll get to that. But, you know, then Danny speaks to him about, you know, she begs him, I'm going to backtrack on my 
bad acting from Amelia Clark because she does a pretty good job this episode because she gets to like emote more. But what, like, what does he want to do now? He seems like he just wants to keep Daenerys happy, but he also wants to keep Sansa happy, but he also wants to be honest and he can't lie and all this other stuff. Yeah, man. Lame duck Jon Snow. All right. So we, we might as well call this segment actually, what's his or her deal? So what's Jon's deal? Like, what are your thoughts on this? What do you think he's trying to do? What do you think his goals are? Or is it just as simple as what I said? He doesn't really know. He just wants to keep, keep people happy and everyone, he just can't think more than one step ahead. Dude, okay. So, like, Jon Snow right now is lame duck character, right? Like, he he had to renounce his uh, his his crown, right? He had to bend the knee so that the, the, the people of Winterfell can live, right? Or all of humanity can live. He's done. Mm-hmm. Like, from now on... He's a, he's stuck in this like whirlwind tornado of like I don't know what to do, just wringing his fucking hands, and he does nothing. Like he's a he's a he's an inactive protagonist, and <clears throat> you know what? I think he might die. I think they're done with him because he's not taking any actions that are going to have consequences later. So they're just going to axe him because there's there's no point. Like he he's he, in his position. What he should probably do is think of a diplomatic or political way to make this okay right like there there's there's a way for him to be like you know what why don't we get married we we, you can change the lineage we say that none of my stark inherit inheritance can actually like be a, a a a uh inherit the throne be an heir and it's just rig uh sorry targaryens the whole way if that's the way you want it, right? There are deals in history that have been made like that with monarchs. How come they, he, he can't do that. Mm-hmm. And he has these supposedly well-skilled advisors and diplomats uh, around him, like Tyrion and Varys. And what the fuck? Like, nobody's doing anything about that. Like, everybody's just kind of like, we're worried about uh, what Daenerys is going gonna, is gonna to do. Because she wants ultimate power. It's like, well, none of you are fucking doing anything to assure her that. Like, there, you got one guy who doesn't want to do anything. Just write up a treaty, man. Mm. Make it part of the prenup. Like, I, it's just kind of ridiculous. I think he's cut. He's 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 dying. Like okay. next episode. So you just no, think I, don't, I don't think he's dying. I, I think it's just drama. I think he's li- I think he's living. He's living all the way. And I think the tragedy in his character is that he just doesn't get. He, I don't think he wants anything. No, he's not really in, in charge of his destiny. Right now, That's yeah, he's not in charge of his destiny. He but has. He, to he was never in, in charge of his destiny. I don't think he never made a decision that, or he's he's not a selfish person. So I don't think he has that kind of drive. He's put in situations where he has to make such, uh, you know, whatever heroic action. But I think the theme of this episode is basically you don't you don't always get to decide, or it's not what you want. It's what is better for what it's. It's not. It's not what you want. I think it's said twice, and in regarding John as well, Daenerys says it, and Varys says it. It's not what he wants, but that's what we need. This guy to be the king, and he's gonna be the king, and he's gonna be all alone because Daenerys gets gets axed somehow. Um, we doing predictions right now? No, or? no, no, no. Okay, because um, I got a big, I got a big prediction with John. <laughs> Um, save save it for the end. I know we're talking about his character, but let's save yeah, let's uh, save that. Save his prediction for the end. Um, all right, let's roll right into Danny then. I think I have the clip of Danny talking to John. It's kind of a long clip, but this is 
I mean, this is the root of their dilemma, their their drama, and what winds up unfolding in that in the gods when you know when we already talked about like what Arya and Sansa are up to. I wish you'd never told me. If I didn't know, I'd be happy right now. I try to forget. Tonight I did for a while, and then I saw them gathered around you. I saw the way they looked at you. I know that look. So many people have looked at me that way, but never here. Never on this side of the sea. I told you I don't want it. It doesn't matter what you want. You didn't want to be king in the north. What happens when they demand you press your claim and take what is mine? I refuse. You are my queen. I don't know what else I can say. You can say nothing to anyone ever. Never tell them who you really are. Swear your brother and Samuel Tarly to secrecy and tell no one else. Or it will take on a life of its own and you won't be able to control it or what it does to people. No matter how many times you bend the knee. No matter what you swear. I want it to be the way it was between us. Alright, so that's as much as I pulled from that clip. I didn't want to play the entire scene. You missed the best part. <laughs> which is the best part? The best part. I mean, it's it's also visual, but it's the way her face changes. When he like tells her like I got I gotta tell I gotta tell the Starks right oh yeah yeah and then course. she looks at him like I just told you how we can do this right <laughs> he he wants to tell the secret yeah and she doesn't want him to obviously she just made this entire plea to him and then he goes I'm just trying to figure out a way to make this work between us and he, she's basically and she says to him. Yeah, I just told you how. Like, were you not listening to me? <laughs> like, this is John just uh, just buffering the whole way. Like, he's he's and not here's listening. The, here's the thing about Danny. Now, I've been on record saying that I'm kind of tired of a lot of what's going on here, and now I'm kind of getting what I wish for with this Mad Queen thing, and now I don't like it. So now I'm being a little bitch. Okay, <laughs> and I don't really love it because. I think there's not enough evidence so far to have everyone freaking out about it, particularly Varys, because she's got a lot of bad advice from Tyrion. And if she had done one of the things she was advised against early on, this whole thing might not be happening this way. But now we're in the endgame, and it seems like when we move to the end of the the episode that she's got no choice but to rain down fire and hell on the city which is yes a lot of what was being advised against previously but now there's no choice like now this is it you know we're, we're at the end of the line there's no other we were trying to take detours to do this peacefully but there's no other step i think unless someone goes in like Arya and decides she's going to run this back and be the back-to-back mvp and and do it so i mean what do you guys think about this mad queen thing because they're walking us up to this a little bit or at least they're teasing it and you know the other thing is she's fucking right about what she's saying to john she's totally right yeah she's the only one doing anything to try to make it work like even if it's don't say anything Mm. right um i think it's an optics thing with with danny i don't think 
she's the mad queen. I think she's just fucking angry. Like she's they're doing shit to her and she's not doing anything. So she just seems inactive and people are taking advantage of that. So to me it's like they're telling me that she is a an like she's in an angry position and her mental state is deteriorating, but I don't I don't think she's crazy. I think that Cersei is making a tactical decision to get Danny to do something that her family has been accused of doing uh, in legend, right? Or in, 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 in the myth, right? And that makes people remember Well, it's not really thing. even the myth. It's just history. History, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so the, the, that story is ingrained in people's heads, and she's playing a prop, like, kind of like a tactical propaganda role to put Danny in a position where it's like, well, you're going to have to burn this down, and then everybody's going to remember that you're a Targaryen, and your family likes to burn motherfuckers like this. So it's going to look really bad even if you win. Hmm. You know? It's, it's really that, 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 that Cersei is... Burning everything down, literally. She does not give any fucks. Cersei or Danny? Well, in this case, it's it's Danny being affected by something that, that Cersei's doing. Yeah. So you have you can't like not talk about Cersei's uh, tactics to get at her, right? Like yeah. that's the dangerous part. That's why everybody's thinking like this is the Mad Queen thing, but it's just a matter of optics. I don't think she's mad. I I think she's fucking angry. It's game time for her, but I don't think she's crazy. The show is conflating stress and madness right now. Yeah, exactly. She's under a ton of stress because her, uh, I mean... Troops are diminishing. Yeah, even at this point... Took out some dragons. Yeah, she's lost her Dothraki. She's lost Jorah. She's lost... Um, her boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, her her boyfriend is now... This dick ain't has, free. Yeah, well, her, her current boyfriend has the, the better claim and is adult... Not an adult, but a D-O-L-T, adult. <laughs> you know, he's about as clever as a bag of nails. He, he uh, who else? Uh, the Unsullied, um, you know, Miss Sandy's not really around to, 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 to chit-chat with her because she's, she's, uh, she's got a more healthy relationship. Um, <laughs> she's got a more healthy relationship. Uh, so it's a little unfair to make this mad queen thing when she's put under a ton of stress right yeah. now and it's gonna be hard for her to get what she wants yeah alex i mean what do you what do you have um like do you have any thoughts on what's going on with danny like even if it's just a prediction based on what her actions are mm, i mean i i do agree with axel like uh it's it's really about optics but uh, i mean cersei is definitely playing danny into and baiting her into into you know turning into the mad queen and that and maybe i guess she's not schizophrenic like her father was right her uncle there's a lot of theories that one of one theory is that her father went mad because bran was like whispering in his ear the three-eyed raven right that if you believe in time travel, Bran, this isn't really part of the show but if you believe in time travel three-eyed raven and that you know the person that was brand that became the three-eyed raven is trying to prevent this great war from happening one theory is that he goes and tries to find a point in history where if you nip this off at the bud it, it never spirals out of control and one of those events is let's talk mad king is it Eris? i think Ares. Mm-hmm. 
It's something like that. It's not exactly Ares. Aegon? No, it's not Aegon. That's um, that's, that's Jon Snow. Um, I think it's Eris. Into not being a crazy person, but what happens is he does go crazy because he thinks he's hearing voices in his head, and it's Bran. <laughs> so, and also it's starting starting to rain. <clears throat> yeah, so I saw the same episode to, to uh, anyone on the who's listening that you can hear the rain hitting. The, uh, I also think it's not easy to be Danny right now. Because she had some really nice eyebrows in the beginning of the show. And now that it's ending, Masande has the better eyebrows. Well. And I don't know about this. I don't know anything about this. But I, I, I do live with a woman who takes eyebrows very seriously. Hmm. <laughs> that must be very stressful. Well, I live with a woman too, but she's a dog and she doesn't really have them. So not really something. Oh, the, the other alliance that she lost was, um, what is this, Rhaegar. Oh yeah, I mean by the end she's totally stressed. Now she's lost her um, second dragon. Yeah, now right. she's lost her second child, as she calls it. Uh oh, the dog's joining the show. Take your collar off so don't make any noise. She does not like thunderstorms. And um, Miss Sunday chocolate, also. Wait, what? Miss Sunday Cho- chocolate? Chocolate, chocolate Sunday. Chocolate, chocolate Sunday. <laughs> My Sunday. Well. I didn't get it, but I'm leaving it in. Okay, one last thing on Danny that is annoying. Now, she has every reason to be stressed out about what's going on, but her whole attitude when she comes over to Westeros, it's not freeing slaves, it's not... There's no other level of like altruism that could be like PR spun while she's conquering, while she's doing her practice runs, you know? So now she's we're in, we're in the championship, and now it's like her only goal is to sit that throne. You know, there's no other thing. That, She's so close. There's to no it. other benefit other than she sits the Iron Throne, right? Like when you conquer the slave cities, you free the slaves. There's this other good thing that is a byproduct of your your conquering practice. And She's been hanging her hat on being the one true heir. Like, this is mine by right. She says this several times throughout the series. So the thing that is annoying is that it's not yours by right. You know, so so if you believe in it's someone's by right, then they shouldn't even have a choice in the matter. Like, right. even if you don't want it, it's like, well, it's yours by right. You have to, you have to take it. You at least have to acknowledge it and then abdicate it publicly, right? Because people care about the lineage. But... Now, and this is the only thing that makes me unsympathetic to her, is that she's still just obsessed with having, with being the queen of the seven kingdoms. Why can't it just be six? If she just made a deal with Sansa, even if she didn't believe in it, that, okay, we'll be six kingdoms. You all can do whatever you want. Don't even have to bend the knee. It doesn't have to be public. We just have an understanding that we're just not going to work against each other when this is all, all over. Yeah, I'm bleeding into logical stuff. I don't want to do that, but that's 100% something that could totally de-escalate one of the many things that's stressing her out, right? Yeah. Okay, the other crazy person, or the one that's being portrayed crazy, is is Cersei. So, Game of Thrones, this episode four is, is, and I didn't notice this at first, is painting the three main women characters as being just women that don't really that need to be reeled in by by the men who also don't really know what they're doing but are men <laughs> so that they they know which i don't know if the show is making a commentary on this and it's so in your face that it's supposed to be like you 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 get it that that's not really what we think but this is 
something that we're drawing attention to, how this mm. is actually an irrational attitude from the men. Pandering. Yeah. Sure. You could if you don't like it and you think it's too just like flashing the lights in your face, it's pandering. Or it's just not as artfully done as maybe they had hoped. All that being said, Cersei's now being crazy. She's bringing the people, letting the people inside the Red Keep so that they can get roasted. Is that crazy? Well, I think that's probably the, like, Cersei is doing something that the other team does really badly. Like, they make really bad tactical decisions. The The defense of Winterfell was stupid. This uh, this this dragon getting hit in the water when you have clear eye, uh, sight lines and stuff, like, you know, like, to me, it's I think that Cersei is the only sane one. She's banking that people want safety in the castle. Duh. That's what a castle's for. And she knows that if a Targaryen burns down a whole city, well, the other uh, the other houses, the other uh, free states, is that what they're called? No. Um, the Westeros uh, cities, they're not going to back that because they're going to have that bad taste in their mouth of history. And that's what she, she's, she's making a really smart decision. She's playing this really well. I mean, she's still a sociopath. She's still a crazy person in the sense that she's willing to sacrifice the lives of all of her, sub, her subjects to win. But it is the right tactical move. She doesn't yeah. have a lot of cards left to play. Psychopaths are more, man. They, they do what they have to do. I know, but it's total you, you can make the right tactical decision and still be like totally insane and crazy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So that's what she's doing. Um, I guess now I'm conflating uh, madness with like stupidity. <laughs> it's not the same thing. <laughs> no. Alex, you have any thoughts on Cersei? Um, I don't think she's the Mad Queen at all. Nah, she's or she's she's just been Cersei. She's just keeping her her throne, regardless of you can come come in, knock on my door, but I'm not I'll say hello to my little friend kind of thing. <laughs> nice Three's Company segue into uh, what's the name of that movie? Ah, oh, fuck, Scarface. Scarface. <laughs> oh, I thought you were referencing a different movie. No, no, Scarface. Yeah. I... Now I feel embarrassed that I didn't say Scarface right away. You should have. I thought we all knew Scarface and you were making a next level deeper no, 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 deeper no, no. cut. No, no. <laughs> He's not talking about Scarface. Like that's too obvious. It was. Um Speaking of obvious, I don't know. Maybe you can cut this and put it later wherever in the show. But you know how we think that maybe Arya um taking taking Cersei would be too much on the nose or it's too obvious? Yeah. Well, how about how about for the past two seasons we or three we've been <clears throat> been um, exposed to these uh, dragon killing arrows, and guess what? They actually do work, and they do kill dragons. Yeah, a lot of so. Well, those scorpions. It would have been, been really cool up. for the dragons to see the arrows coming and just like roast them into into ashes, but that didn't happen. Apparently. You know, obvious things do happen in the show, and no one's gonna care. They just wanna. I mean, maybe we do care, but we're gonna. The next shocking thing is coming around the corner. Yeah, it's it's tough. I don't necessarily want to get right into predictions right now. There's a couple more characters I want to get to, and kind of what they did throughout the throughout the show. But Cersei is. Yeah, she's just another one. Okay, okay, what about her scene with Euron? It's really, like, it's uh, gross. Yeah, they're it's just, so creepy. They're the grossest. They're the grossest PDA couple that you see when they're out. Uh, it's just too much. Their PDA is. Who's oh, whose PDA speak- is worse, Missandei and Grey Worm? 
or, <laughs> or Euron and no, Cersei. No, not a chance. Masandi and Grey Worm are the way you you're you're just you're Masa- not grossed out. Masandi and Grey Worm I think Axel are was not making gross. a joke. No, I he, I can see his face. He looked like it was a legitimate question. <laughs> yeah, it's a legit question. Oh god. <laughs> they're they're just kind of sappy. They're the couple that maybe think that they're no cringe. one's really paying attention, but they're, they're obviously holding hands under the table. Yeah. But it's not like gross. Cersei and Euron are the couple who are sloppy and making out at the bar, but it's not even it's like not hot. It's not late e- either. <laughs> like people are still eating dinner, you know. How about that guy from Dorne and his sister? Uh, which from Dorne? That wasn't his sister. That was like his lover. You talking oh, about no. this? Yeah, the... they were like related. I think they were related. Yeah, but not like sister. I don't think. Yeah, I, yeah they weren't siblings. I'm pretty sure it was brother and sister. Okay, maybe. No, I don't care. They're both. We'll 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 dead. get that in things we missed. Yeah, um, in our lies episode. Final mains would be Tyrion and Varys. This is dude. This is the other side of the. You know, we're we're gonna run with the, um, possibly a fake out for the Mad Queen stuff, but we're definitely gonna, we're gonna have these two characters talk about it a lot so that you understand it. There's two scenes where they do it. The first one I. Uh, I think has to do with the secret after Sansa tells uh, Tyrion, tells Tyrion, mm-hmm. and then a bunch of people know. I have that clip. Let me play some of that. How many others know? Including us, eight. And then it's not a secret anymore. It's information. If a handful of people know now, hundreds will know soon. Then what happens? She loses the Norse. She loses the veil. Sansa will make sure of that. It's worse than that. He has the better claim to the throne. Right, so they're spelling it all out for us. He's got the better claim. And then they go on, Varys goes on to say that, well, maybe the person who doesn't want to rule should rule. And uh, he has the loyalty of the men. And they talk about the current political climate where, yeah, having a cock seems to matter. Um, to people, even if it shouldn't, it does. Um, it's a patriarchal society, right? Yeah. We're really, we're really talking about the patriarchy, and again, like the episode, boy, just goes whole hog into some of these, some of this, some of this messaging, and I won't really dwell on like the messaging; it's too too much. But just in terms of the actual story, now we've got Varys versus Tyrion. Tyrion is loyal to the woman. Varys is like, I'm loyal to the realm. I believe both of them, but I can't make the logical jump that Varys now is just escalating his concern from, you know, level three to level nine just in this brief period of time. Like, hmm. what's he seeing in her mental state? Again, I think it's just stress. So it's clumsily handled, but Varys to me. What's going to happen there? Th- this is my favorite, like. This is my this is the so, the subplot when they gave it to, to us I was like this is so juicy I like it I'm I'm totally down because this has, this has implications about what's gonna happen even post war right um, and I think it's Varys being kind of a little bitch because he he's definitely switching sides because he sees what we we're just talking about right that this is a war that's not necessarily gonna get lost militarily it's gonna get lost in the hearts and minds of the people, right? Like if he uses the realm as an excuse and how he wants to protect it and all this stuff, like sure, whatever. 
What you're seeing, though, is that if you really have your fingers over the pulse of the community, you know that this is a bad political move, even though it's a good, legitimate, militaristic one. Wait, which? Uh, burning down King's Landing. Oh, yeah. So he's Varys is, is jumping ship because of the politics and the optics of this thing happening. Um, I don't. I don't buy that he does it because he wants to protect the realm. Like he, that's not the. That's not, then why would he do anything else? It's costing thousands of lives, tens of thousands of lives. But isn't politics all about jumping ship and just going with the people? Or if you're, if you, you mentioned this earlier, like the only reason politicians were, the biggest reason politicians were voting against uh, gay rights or gay marriage, like in the '90s, it was because people back then were voting for that. Oh yeah, you're to, talking about the Bernie website. Stop yeah. that. So politics is all about you know jumping ship and going, uh, getting the vote, the most votes you can. In this case, it's not burning ten thousand people. Yeah, so that's that's what I think is going on with Varys there, and Tyrion's the only I guess loyal one. But I don't think he really has a choice. He made a decision that goes completely contrary to his home. Like he's he's betrayed his family, right? He, or no going has back. he? What, do you do subscribe to the I don't know theory that he's one. a secret Targaryen as well? Yeah. Okay, let me let me try to um, unpack Varys a little bit here. Uh, I'm going to do it on the fly. Here we go. I believe Varys thinks he's doing it for the realm partially because I haven't dissected all of his other scenes from the rest of the show's history where he says it and considered how earnest it is. However, he, and I mentioned this before, they're kind of at the end of the line, and I don't think there's a better alternative to what's about to go down. Mm-hmm. Because when the train is moving, and there's a lot of like inertia headed towards this collision between Cersei and the forces of the North, the, um, the Stargarian forces here, there's not a lot left to do other than fight so he needs to come up with an alternative to this and maybe he's got one but his body language and his face in the second conversation suggests that he's already made up his mind that he is going to get rid of Danny and he will live with the consequences they're also talking about this in the throne room at Dragonstone, which is kind of a foolish. <laughs> it's like an echoey chamber. Anyone could be standing outside yeah, here. Don't hold your secret meetings. I mean, if Littlefinger like was alive, he'd be outside the doorway with a smirk on his face. That would be what was what would be going on. Yeah, exactly. Which makes you think well, maybe Sansa heard it, right? If Sansa's being Littlefinger, mm. there's a scene that's cut out of the episode where she's overhears the conversation. <laughs> Can't except, trust these kids. Maybe not. She's in Winterfell, but I mean, you get you get you get what. Dude, what you know what just occurred to me while you were talking, in. The battle for Winterfell. Melisandre comes back out of nowhere and is just kind of this like vehicle for 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 making things happen, right? She inspires Arya. Night King dies. She puts the flames up when the the, the dragons fail to do it and keeps the keeps them in play, right? What if Varys is a similar vehicle, where his political intrigue right now and this subplot is really important to the end game of the. Of the show, just like Melisandre was in the Battle for Winterfell. Well, here's something else to think about. He could have been just written into a corner because Melisandre says that he's going to die in this strange land, just like she is. She's already dead. She's predicted his death. That's, oh, and that shook him. 
That's before she fucks off back to Volantis for seemingly no reason and then Ubers her way back up to the north. Uh, but he just has to die before the show ends. So this could be it. He's going to get himself got. To me, what's interesting is that the only person he tells is Tyrion, and he's forcing Tyrion to either rat him out. He either thinks that he's going to die at Daenerys' hand because he will have betrayed her. He already emotionally has. I don't know what kind of action he's taken yet, but presumably he'll do it between episodes or next episode. And then Tyrion is going to have to make a choice. He he he's, he talks as if he he's choosing Daenerys. So, so you know you just you just pick the person and then you sit you stand behind them because he's tired because Tyrion's tired of switching sides. He you can't. Know? He ran out of sides too. Yeah. Now he's done. He, there's no sides left. There's only two, and the other one has a sister who hates him. Right. And now Tyrion is going to have to betray his only friend left. That's other low key things. Everyone's friends are getting killed, or a couple people. Danny's friend gets killed at the end, and Tyrion's only only friend really is Varys. If you think about it, Jorah was like a begrudging friend. They kind of went from hating each other to frenemies to <laughs> you, you know Drogo's friend. Yeah, Drogo. No, no, he's talking about Tyrion. Rhaegar. Like whether Tyrion and Jorah were friends, right? I, 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 if you're making a joke, it's going over my head. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think he. I think he's confused. <laughs> are you naming dragons or dead people? What are we doing here? Well, you're you're naming people's friends that are dying, right? Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Drogon, Drogon's friends, Drogon. are both dead. His two, his two buddies, his two brothers or sisters, whatever sex those dragons are. Um, now Varys has made his, his, he's made his choice at this point. You know where my loyalty stands. You know I will never betray the realm. What is the realm? A vast continent home to millions of people, most of whom don't care who sits on the Iron Throne. Millions of people, many of whom will die if the wrong person sits on that throne. We don't know their names, but they're just as real as you and I. They deserve to live. They deserve food for their children. I will act in their interest, no matter the personal cost. So what happens to her? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And then he looks at Tyrion like, I'm a killer. He's like, please, don't. He's like, am I not making myself clear? Uh, She's going to have to get got. I'm going to go talk to Arya, see if she wants to... To pick up the bat, take another cut at it, you know? Do you want me to say it? I'm going to murk the queen. Yeah, it's so tough. Tyrion always picking the wrong side. Yeah, Tyrion, for the smartest guy in the realm, has made a lot of stupid choices. And what else What else can we say? I mean, it's really confusing. We, we just went through all the mains, and it might be time for, for a brief break, but I'm totally confused about what's really going to... What's really going to happen here with these? Yeah, I'm interested in seeing what they're like. Do. There's a number of things we could we could predict, and we can get to, we'll get to that at the end. But all of them seem either obvious or not. I've been faked out so many times that do I want it to be one of the three options that I think are going to happen, or a fourth one that we never thought of? I, well, maybe it's natural for us to after the break go into predictions. Well, we've got a couple mini characters I want to get to as well. Okay. So I want to follow along here. Okay. Let's do All them. Right. So, secondary level characters. The Hound. 
Anything else besides Clegainbowl on this dude's mind? Nah. I'm glad he's alive and he's ready to fight. Let's and he's on his way to kill his brother. That's awesome. Good point. I do want to see him fight. He's been running him from fire quite it's a bit. Be a centerpiece, yeah. One on one. Let's see some one v one action with Mr. Sander Clegane. And heroic death. If it's killing, if it's killing his brother in single combat, I wouldn't call it heroic. I'd call it venge, vengeful. Vengeful. But okay. He might die in a different manner. We're not really sure. Well, if if Arya is aiming for the queen, let's say that my my theory doesn't work out, and she's still she's still aiming for the queen, then what's the mountains right by her side, and no one can take the mountain except for the hound. I want to see a couple bloody dudes roll up into the just whoever's left standing, maybe maybe Brienne, maybe Jaime, and maybe the hound, the three of them versus. A bunch of Lannister soldiers, like, and uh, the uh, the fucking mountain, and we just get an epic. We Ooh. get an epic close combat sword fight. Mm. Similar. I'd like to see the mountain end end the last dragon. That would be dope. If he, if he mm. throws a spear, <laughs> oh man, <laughs> that would just. Ooh. He seems like a guy that doesn't have quick twitch muscles anymore. That the explosiveness of. The spear throw might not just be rip good. his the arm off. Would have to be like super wounded, yeah, unless he yeah. gets like in its last. Maybe breath. he gets in the scorpion and they fire him at the dragon. Oh, <laughs> that'd be awesome. At this point, I'll take anything that's out that's absurd because, like I said, it's going there already. Okay, Tormund, happy fucking ending. Adopts a dog. I'm ready for that spinoff, man. Yeah, this is farewell then. You never know. You've got the North in you. The real North. Right, the real North, because John doesn't need to be confused about who he is at this point. (laughs) Okay. Okay, Sam. Fuck you. Fuck you, Sam. Am I right, Sam? Fuck Sam and Gilly at at this point. Both of these, both of these fucking people... No, uh, sorry. And I and Gilly, I love Hannah Murray. Care meant for each other. She she's fine. She's not. Ex- I didn't expect her to do to do anything other than die in the crypts, which she didn't do. Somehow, everyone important that had a name didn't die in the crypts. But Sam, dude, you didn't do anything. Is this really his last scene on set? Like, is it, this guy's done? He's not even gonna help out with the planning or anything for King's Landing. He's got no books, no information. He's not gonna do anything. He's done. Yep. He's probably the person who's done the least, and to be on Jimmy Fallon, uh, he's not even. You say he doesn't deserve to be on Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> I mean, talk about a hot take. <laughs> yeah. Now the Chekhov's gun thing—that's when they show us a weapon or something that doesn't really do anything, right? That's what that refers to. Yeah. He is like a huge Chekhov's gun, Chekhov's rifle. He went off already. He gave them one piece of information, well, two pieces of information. The, what, one, the dragon glass in like yes. season six or something or five? That one key piece of insight. And then the second one that moves the story along is uh, definitively knowing that John is a Targaryen. He's Targaryen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So he's done. Like, they- But even then he was like confirming it, you know? It wasn't even just him by himself. You know, Bran already knew... He just already had read the, the like the I mean, secondary he, he was source, there, yeah. right? 
It's like, go confirm the story. Go talk to someone else. Yeah. You know? All right. We've spent too much time on Sam. Fuck you, Sam. Okay. Uh, Euron. This guy, all of a sudden, is now... Too OP. He's too I, OP. He is super show. overpowered. Yeah. Um, Yo, does do you think he questioned when Tyrion said, Hey, I know you've got a baby. Um, and you're on... <laughs> Well, he's do doing the it? mental math and he's like wait what yeah i uh, mean did, why did his eyebrow go up at least he's like huh is she still talking to him I, I, right? let me see your text yeah. let me see your phone yeah let me see your phone <laughs> he's probably grinning yeah it's going let it's me going smell your dick <laughs> what did i what did i hear in the something about um pirate math you know, you just equate the fact that he's an idiot that he just thinks like, yeah, that makes sense. Um, she's probably already showing. It's only been like a few weeks, two weeks. It's like blew it. He just might not know. Uh, whatever. I'm not thinking twice about it. He's, he's the only one that's probably more he... dumb than John in terms of critical thinking. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe we didn't think of him. He's like, uh, he's anti-fridge logic. If there's a comedy He's between never yeah, him and John, they're they're both wondering, they're both thinking like, so, like you've had sex, right? Like yeah, 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 for sure. It's like okay, but like, so what's that white stuff that comes out? What's that for? <laughs> like, how does pregnancy work? Like, I didn't. I'm afraid to ask. You know, <laughs> guys, is it late night already? Can we talk? I mean, about it's basically things? they're both like Andy from from Parks and Rec. Like they just don't understand <laughs> how things work. <laughs> Okay, Grey Worm. He's super aggro right now. This is another thing that's been going around is how Missandei, it being the only colored woman on the show, just gets killed for no fucking reason. Uh, I'll get to that later. But Grey Worm, he doesn't say anything. He makes a face. He makes a very sad face, a stern sad face at the pyre. And then he's on the boat. He's holding hands with uh, Missandei. And then he looks away in anguish and disgust and rage when she gets her head lopped off. I have nothing written down for him other than it's popping off oh, yeah. with him. So he looks like he's about to sneeze in every episode, or he's holding back a yawn, like he's yawning with his mouth closed. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's he's making an effort to not move his mouth. Yeah, he's he's he's, he's talking. Tense. He's talking to someone that's further up the work chain, and he doesn't want to yawn. So he can't face. even with the banality of this world. Exactly. Um, okay, Kyburn. Ky- Kyburn. Oh. Kyle Kyburn flexes a little bit in, in, yeah. in episode four. I hate people like that, though. People who are just like, they, they want to stick to their like... topic points and shit. That that whole conversation at Tyrion's like, help me not have a slaughter on our hands. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And it's like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> I did, I really, but I did, I did, I did think it was a, a really good performance, a really good uh, delivery. Uh, I didn't pull that clip. I wish I had. When Tyrion says, you know that your war is, we're going to win. This is over. We have the dragon. And he's like, we don't know that. We know that our your army is, yeah, is, is battered and war weary. Your dragon is vulnerable. Uh, our army is well, rest, well fed, well rested, and reinforced by the Golden Company. And then Tyrion walks past and basically goes into... Walks into a lion's den. Ha ha. <laughs> and Is, and does Kyburn's get... last name show up? It, it must be Huckabee Sanders. Kyburn Huckabee Sanders. Wow. Oh 
You know what? It's not the worst. Putting a spin on is that. Is the is the spokesperson of a totally irrational, um, just just hot take leader. leader. Um, so Kyburn is wearing uh, what do we think? Nothing underneath that robe. It's yeah. got a really wide neck, and it's like his shoulders hanging out. Yeah, yeah would it's you? Very uh, clavicle is cleavage for Kyburn. I suppose so. He's he's flexing really really hard in a lot of ways, except <laughs> for physically, I suppose. You don't know. <laughs> Under all those ruffles, he seems might be. Little, he's, he's a little gaunt, I think. But then again, Pycelle, he's doing Kleagles. You know, Pycelle was doing those. He was taking a chain off doing those squats, doing those calisthenics. So, you know, maybe Kyburn learned something for him before he had all those children murder him to death with how much body, knives. How much body fat percentage do you think Kyburn has? Like, 12? I don't know. I don't care. I actually don't really want to go down that road. <laughs> I know that's probably hypocritical. Probably all on his nuts. But, uh... <laughs> Davos. Davos. Oh, the Onion Knight. So Davos brings up something we brought up, I think, in our initial reaction. Or I don't even know if we mentioned him, but yeah, um, the gods, the Lord of Light, yeah. does his thing. And then I think his exact words are, and then he fucks off. Yeah, he fights. Which, he makes us fight his war, and then he fucks off. Yeah. Right, which I think is almost a nod to us, the listener or viewer, rather, about how, yeah, we're, we didn't make it all that clear whether or not... This world has gods that bestow their divine power upon those who believe enough, or if this world just has magic that people can harness and they rationalize the existence of magic by being the will of gods. Because there really mm-hmm. can't be both. I think they're mutually exclusive. There's divinity or there's magic. I don't think they're, there's both. And he's saying, I don't know, I'm just as, as confused as you are, Game of Thrones watcher. So, but we're never going to speak of this again. <laughs> oh man! I mean, I... he says what he says what we're all thinking. I like that. Yeah, which is why isn't there more of this, and why won't they explain it to yeah. us? Oh well. Just like this next character we're going to talk about, he explains it to me. Who? Bron? <laughs> yeah. Tells okay. you how it is. Bron. This scene. Fun, but did it make sense? <laughs> I think for his character, Hi, yeah. <laughs> he's he's here to get what the Lannisters owe him. Imagine driving to Los Angeles by yourself to tell someone in person that they're check bounced and that they need to now pay you twice as much and then driving all the way home. With a crossbow in your hand. Right, yeah. Like, like, with intent to kill you if you object to the terms. Well, sure. I mean, I don't necessarily know if I would be holding the crossbow in my hand for the whole drive, but it would be in the front seat with me. I don't sure. think that's too... Like, it was, you seen Snatch? Yeah. You know the scene when the guy leaves, I think, uh, somewhere in the United States, and he comes to London uh-huh. because there's some, like, issue with his business? Like, it's the same kind of thing. Like, he came in to, like, crack some skulls. He's like, you owe me money. There's a better offer on the table. Terms have to change. I have to be here in order for you to feel threat. I can't. Like, you think, like, the effect would be the same if he sent a letter? Like, just sent a raven? He's like... Uh, the fee is sure. now high There's garden. a very significant difference between our analogy, though, is because driving to Los Angeles takes days and flying to London takes eight hours. Yeah, but so, it's the same. It's a, it's like a, it's a huge distance to travel. No, just because to tell if somebody. Ron were to ride on a dragon from King's Landing to Westeros, I would say, well, this is important to him. He could take a couple hours round trip to do this. But, I mean, it it's supposed to take weeks. To oh, go yeah. From King's Landing. He definitely teleported. How did he get through? He just looks like it looks like everybody else. I mean, has Braun been there before? Like, is I considered Braun to be a friendly. 
at that moment, anybody that comes out of the darkness who's not a walker, like, I'm just like, come on. <laughs> I you can't be out there. I really don't think anyone from the north has ever met Bronn. Then Except he, yeah. maybe Brienne. I don't know if they ran, they ran into each other. Here's the other thing. Are, are, is there like a town just outside of Winterfell, like south of Winterfell? Like there has to be on a main road. Maybe they went to like a bar. Like let's say you you and I were cooped up in a castle for a little while. We had a little like uh, situation there with the plumbing. And now we're like, we want to get a beer. But I'm tired of being in this castle. I don't want to drink any more fucking wine. Let's go get something. Let's go get a beer outside. Like, they might have walked out of Winterfell, and that's when Bronn... Because it's unclear, right? So so you're you're really reaching. So you think that Jaime and Tyrion are actually not inside Winterfell? It might... Maybe. Like, it would make sense, right? Like, if you were chasing somebody down cross-country, right? From here to... to uh, from New York to L.A. Well, it makes sense. I don't sense. think Brienne would let Jaime out of the bedroom that... Uh, that <laughs> would you? Uh... Yeah, listen. <laughs> it's one thing if you say, "Well, it would make sense for you to try to intercept them out when they're outside of Winterfell," right? But it makes zero sense that they would be outside of Winterfell because yeah. the question you just asked me a question and the answer is no. That makes no sense. It wouldn't make sense, mm. especially because in the world that's go- that they've built for us in Episode Eight, there's there's no there's no extras, like there's no inns open anymore. The presumption is that every single living person in the, is like fighting for the north, or they fled south. Right, so I don't think that hot. There's the equivalent of like hot pie being the only person like you know what? I don't care what's going on. I don't care if there's a flood. I'm staying. I'm keeping my business open. I'm doing this shit for the craft. We've been open for thirty (laughs) years and we never closed because you know because of weather. It's like this is not weather. This is the endless winter. This is death. Sounds like weather to me. Like I don't think that exists. (laughs) So yeah, he just gets in. He's kind of pointless at this point. I don't think he's gonna kill either of them. But I think we just like Braun and he gets really good lines. Right? Yeah. I mean, in this scene, I sided with Braun. I think he's got to do what he has to do. It's a good point. And it makes no sense that they're so indignant about Highgarden. It's like, there's nothing left at Highgarden. You're just giving away these, these towns like they're kittens. Also, you were so close to the world ending. Their newfound perspective didn't last more than a couple of days. Yeah. It's like, no, we're back to the old pettiness of this whole thing. That's the other thing. Everything gets kind of petty pretty quickly when you just got finished beating the dead slash undead. You think this matter of perspective would have lasted a little bit longer than what seemed like only a couple of days. Well, um, they, they, they mentioned it earlier on, right? Where it was like, we won the war. I think it's Davos that says it too, right? We won the war against the, the them. Now we have to fight the war that's like us right will we survive us and that that's it right there like they they that perspective is gone now it's the pettiness of like well who's gonna get what you ever notice he's always so intense his eyebrows are like just check marks upside down yeah like we say amelia clark's got the eyebrows davos has this this eyebrow situation you just constantly just that's it we're saying it now prediction davos dies because he's got really good eyebrows and everybody with good eyebrows dies. I'm in no position to to uh, refute that, and ne- neither is the show. Gendry, so Lord of Storms End. What's he gonna do? He's gonna he's just gonna hang out with everybody. He just doesn't care. Do you think we'll see Gendry again? I hope not. That's that's a weird thing. We don't know. We know some characters are goodbye. They're done. Anyone who's dead and probably Tormund and Sam and Gilly, but mm-hmm. other other people 
Like maybe this is the last time we actually see Braun. Yeah, maybe there are people that who maybe this is the last don't time get we see a goodbye. Gendry. Yeah, maybe we don't see Davos. I have no idea. By the way, Davos should be going with if mm. if Arya is going to go to King's Landing and try to sneak in, she should probably talk to Davos. Guy's been doing it his whole life, so yeah. he's the guy to talk to. These people don't talk to each other enough in the right way. You're right. Why try to recruit Braun when you have Davos already? Well, no one's recruiting Braun. He tr- they, in that scene, they tried to recruit Bronn. Well, Jamie and Tyrion did because they're also negotiating for their lives. They have a cross. They have a gun pointed at their head. I got it. So it's just like, and I'm Arya's goal thing. is to now probably get into the city undetected. There is one person in the whole north who is an expert at that, who made a living, a living off of it. He was so good at it that even when he got caught, he was let live because his skills were so great. And that's Davos. And yet, this guy hasn't really been on a boat in, like, four years. <laughs> I, I don't get it. Um, that seems like a good lead into logical stupidity. So let's take a break, and we'll get into that. Time for a mid-roll from our sponsor, Enswell Barn Bistro in Fort Greene, Brooklyn, located at 773 Fulton Street. It just opened last week as of this recording. Uh, come in for brunch dinner cocktails uh they have something awesome it's it's like a breakfast poutine if you know what poutine is it's like disco fries but with more class disco fries before they got really drunk and sloppy uh with a fried egg on top it's oh, awesome poached it's poached it's poached you know what i bet you can get the egg however you want it don't take my word for it but i'm pretty sure that this place will do that for you that's what kind of bar Enswell bar and b show is located at 773 fulton street in the Fort Green neighborhood of Brooklyn, come in for, for brunch, get that poached egg, get that fried egg, get it right in some poutine. It's delicious. Then stay for a while. Then leave because I think it closes for two hours and then come back for dinner and then get a cocktail. Enzo Bar and Bistro. Okay, whatever. That's it. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't as good as the first one. Okay, we're back. We're doing Logical Stupidity. Uh, a segment that really is uh, it's to the point where this is the only thing I want to talk about <laughs> uh, because it's the most fun for me I, if you really like this episode you may not even be listening anymore because we kind of didn't say anything positive about it <laughs> but uh, that being said I did we if you listen to our uh, our our, uh, our mini show our, our initial reactions we were, we were pretty positive there I mean it was it was a good thrill ride it was just when you get to this point which we're going to talk about things start to not make sense it's this didn't hold up under scrutiny as is true of most of this season so i have a list here which we've all contributed to if there's anything we're missing jump in or add it at the end but i'm gonna try to bang through these here we go those burning bodies would smell god-awful what who could eat after that so they burn these pyres right outside the city i mean right outside the walls of winterfell so i kind of thought they're not even a little further out from the walls i mean that's the biggest human flesh bonfire um yeah you wouldn't want to do that right outside probably pretty gnarly right it would smell well, like the best barbecue. Eating, I'll tell you who didn't have a problem eating the hound, and I think he takes the the this episode's award for best eater acting. 
he he really chowed down into that chicken wing or whatever he was eating. So Alex, you are satisfied with the fact that during a meal scene, he was putting food in his mouth and it seemed yeah. real. Or And if he didn't, I believed it. So that's <laughs> even better. Uh, running joke with us. If you didn't listen to True Detective, you won't get it. Go back and listen to those. Okay. Everyone got over the fight with the dead really quickly. I mentioned this, but it seemed like a lot to process. And instead, we're already back to the to the drama and yeah. the proposals and the well. We only have two episodes left. And Pod the Rod. By the way, I forgot to mention Pod. <laughs> so Pod had a lot of sex, presumably, and will die before the show ends, right? I mean, he just had his threesome. He did. It did seem that way, didn't it? But Pod's another character that if you want to take the other side, we never really see it. You know? Well, when they were playing the the game, Tyrion says, you, you're still a virgin, and he's the one who drinks. Good point. You could take, yes. you could take it two ways, where you're he's right. just like nervous for Brienne, or yeah, he's drinking because he lost the game. I, I didn't read too much into that, because I didn't know the rules to the game. It seemed like they were just kind of making it up as they go along. Oh, it was if something was true, you drank. But it was only if the person you're talking to was it no, was a reference I think to the there's one repeating. other instance where two of them drink at the same time. I think it's supposed to be if you hear something. Hmm. But I mean, you could be playing the game to make someone else drink, so you're only saying things to someone. You know, like I know this is true. I think the other rule is that it can't be something that it has to be in good faith that the person didn't tell it to you directly. You just have to know it. It needs to be something that, that I said it's true about you, Axel, that you didn't know that I knew. Because you didn't tell me. Uh, gotcha. So that's kind of what that is. Anyway, um, maybe that's part of logical stupidity. Why, how the fuck does that game work? Okay. Okay, here's a great one. Half of everyone we thought was all dead is alive. Half of the Dothraki are alive. Half of the Vale Army are alive. Half of the Northmen are alive. Half of the Wildlings? No, they don't mention the Wildlings. Half of the Unsullied are alive and there's some prince of dorn who whose last name we don't know <laughs> just name drop who has pledged reason. himself to the cause and uh yara right yeah yara has retaken the iron islands so this all goes down there's still a maester that is collecting ravens and reading messages there's someone reading emails still like the network is still up the communication and now they have all this information, and now everyone, like half, the, only half the army got killed. I mean, we all thought everyone died, right? Yeah. Like, like it oh, looked a, like it. There's it like, like two hundred people left. Yeah, I, I was thinking there's like a thousand people left, which is more than two hundred. Yes, but is still small considering this was supposed to be an army of like fifty thousand or forty thousand or something. Like I thought they were all decimated. Yeah, this is the uh, the take that extra spicy Alex took. Where in this war room, there's clearly maesters, like you said, collecting messages coming from ravens where and sending are them out. They? But they're not in the war room. I know. Neckbeard Alex is dormant at the moment, but when he comes back, he's going to be on fire. <laughs> the finale episode is going to be twice as long as the episode itself. Um, okay. It is often said that no man can tell a lie in front of a heart tree, as the old gods know when men are lying. This is something I pulled from the a song of the a song of ice and fire wiki 
and this is supposed to this is a, a, some lore about telling lies in front of a heart tree in a god's wood now if you take this literally no man can tell a lie which means that women are excluded excluded from this restriction if you take it to be literal but not gender specific it means people can't tell lies in front of the god's wood if it's a rumor it means that you are someone who believes in the old gods and therefore you will be too scared to tell one and you will not want to lie in front of the eyes of God, right? Just like if I were to go into a church, I'm capable of lying there, but I would probably feel a little guilty if I was deliberately deceiving someone, Okay, in, you know, in front of the altar. So you're going to tie this to... The fact that Sansa promises not to tell anyone, and then she tells Tyrion right away. She promises not to tell the she secret that Jon said. She breaks it immediately. But is that a... Is it... I guess... She wasn't waiting She never to intended... Break it, Right. At that moment, so she wouldn't have lied at that moment. It's not like the is it heart tree or wherewood tree? Uh, the heart tree means that it has the face carved in. It has okay. the religious significance. The weirwood is the actual type of tree. Okay. So there is one tree down in King's Landing that is a quote unquote heart tree, but it's like an oak. Okay. So the heart tree that they're standing in front of, it's not like lies are retroactive like the heartwood tree knows that your intentions in the future are well know? no the heart well it's not about whether the heart tree knows it's whether or not do the like, gods know what's what you're in your do? heart it's like what's in your heart right like if you and it's probably pushed john to tell the truth sure I, well this is the other thing too is is just kind of knowing that that lore around the heart tree made me go huh that's annoying she made the promise in front of just the fact that she made the promise in front of the heart tree, the symbol of their gods, right? The, the mm-hmm. tree is only meaningful to northern people, right? It doesn't anyone that's from the south or from Essos doesn't give a shit. It's just a garden, right? Right. But they're 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 a church right now, you know. Yeah, yeah. And so it's really in good faith that it happens there. So similarly, uh, John and and uh, John and Danny are in that tree as well, and they're having a conversation at some point. I right. don't recall. I know the the quote, uh, the clip I pulled is they're in the bedroom. Oh. Maybe. By the way, you think he's sleeping on the couch? Like it's a little <laughs> awkward. <laughs> it's his castle. <laughs> yeah, but it's Jon Snow. Come on. He bent the knee. He oh. bent the knee. You sleep on the couch, dude. Come on, man. I guess you're right. Okay. The ballistas are too accurate and aerial superiority. Don't count for shit. Yeah. Weapons of mass destruction that come from the sky are taken out by sailboats with... Non three sixty degree turning radiuses, yeah, uh, like uh, <laughs> scorpion ballistas. Yeah. So this is the biggest nitpick of all of all the nitpicks. I feel this way. The whole internet feels this way. Anyone who 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 is unable to unsee some of these these logical inconsistencies, it's fully fucking retarded that she gets taken out. I don't think you could create an. an uh anything like that right now with the current technology there's no way you could shoot an arrow okay so 200 through maybe four kilometers right. in the air the um, other thing that doesn't make sense when you just look at the construction even though it looks dope on all the ships the actual um the 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 the, the 360 rotational ball the 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 ball bearing that allows it to rotate and tilt is not high enough off the platform for the angle of the 
the, the ballista to be greater than, say, 45, 50 degrees from the ground. No way. Which means you do not have to be that much high. You don't have to be cruising at 20,000 feet to be out of range of this thing in terms of how high you can go. You, you just know? get closer to them. Yeah. yeah. I also believe that the dragons fly super, super fast. Even after Rhaegal gets taken out, even if you believe that there's some way where they were flying low and they there, there was no recon and just Euron had it teed up. He was just in the right. He had the best instincts in the world and he just fires a shot that he just has to hit and he gets him. You just go high you flank around and you come in super fast like a dragon. They can't turn all the way around because the sails are up. They can't see out the back of the boat. Yeah. Yeah. It was just side. That's all you got. And then do. you can burn them all. Yeah. Yep. And then you just burn them all from behind. I mean, to me, the those ballistas on the ships are like, okay, we got one shot to sneak attack because once they get behind us, we're we're kind of fucked right now. Yeah, in this case the the ships have plot armor. Yeah. Because they they could have taken down a whole, like most of those, you could have had a really dramatic escape, like Euron taking a couple ships and just coming back and being like, they fucking tore us apart. By the apart. way, Euron is like hitting it out of the park. Yeah. He went across, he got the Golden Company, even though it was Cersei's money, he still got them to come, you know, said there was dragons, probably somehow found a way to convince them, because money ain't shit if you're not around to spend it. Um, he, he, he sleeps with Cersei, he believes he's gonna. He's the baby's is his because of his pirate math, and he gets to kill a fucking dragon. The only other person who did that was a goddamn three thousand year old superhero, supervillain with with actual powers. <laughs> so, Euron is and as effective a killer. Let's not forget about Bron. Bron does not kill a dragon. He does get him. He does Let, hit him. Yeah. Um, so we will give him that. So now you've got. Just, I, I mean, this is a budget thing, right? I think so, and also convenience. They want to they want to uh, diminish Danny's army to make it seem like Cersei has the upper hand right now for the drama for the effect. Yeah, it, it just it just doesn't. It just it's silly. These dragons are weapons of mass destruction. Okay, why was Masandi not anywhere except on the boat with the commander of the army, who is probably at the front? And is definitely putting himself at risk. Why is she not anywhere but with him? Gotta get the shot. It. <laughs> That's all it is. Also, she's the only person who's not a soldier. So she goes. She gets on a, what, a skiff by herself? Well, to be fair, also, Tyrion's on well, that ship. Well, Tyrion's there. Varys. Tyrion so is, is a battle commander. In terms of his position, he is the hand of the queen. He's ex- his duties include militaristic things as well as advisory. Yeah, his I'm position sure. dictates that he's on the ship. And Masande is like an aide, so like a White House aide. Masande is a translator, and they are in Westeros where everyone speaks English. There is no one she needs translating with. And they should have just left her home. If your best friend <laughs> has isn't actually going to be they useful in the fight to come. She should stay at home. That's a and good not point. Not get herself killed. You got a good point there. Yeah, she is not useful in, in the fight. Situation. Yeah, she's not he a diplomat. Need to be there. She's just an aide. Ah. She's supposed this to is be a woman friend. in the refrigerator. I, well, yeah, this is this is this is fridging. And for anyone who doesn't know what that means, it's you kill a woman basically to motivate a man to do something. Yeah. So that's clearly what's happening here. 
But I would, I, just to make a case of why she would be on that ship, my other question is, why isn't Danny on that ship? You'd be, you'd assume that Missande would be next to Danny, right? If she is like her, maybe assistant or aide of some sort, right? Instead, she's on the wrong ship. Well, Danny's not on a ship. She's flying the dragon. I get, I get. So then, what, what's the right place for her to be in? Like she, like then it, then it becomes this, this theory, not theory, but this, this um, reason that you're giving me, which is. She she's useless here. If she's just a translator, maybe and everybody speaks I mean, maybe common she wants language. To stay, but that grain worm was like, "Come on, it'll be easy. We got this." Yeah, <sighs> I mean, it sucks. take my hand. They absolutely just wanted. You could see a real conversation between them. If, if everything will be fine here, we're going down here to negotiate first. That's our plan because they are going to negotiate. I think. <laughs> Not much of a negotiation. Well, they're going to do a phone negotiation. They're surrender words, or right? die. <laughs> no, you surrender or die. Okay, negotiation is over. It's, you know, to be fair, maybe she's not so much. Maybe she's 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 really Daenerys' hype man. We we see that when she meets John and Dragonstone last season, mm-hmm. where and I wish I had it in front of me. I won't be able to do it all for memory, but she says, "Queen Daenerys, uh, Queen of the Andals." The first, you know, queen of like this Khaleesi, breaker the chains, breaker of chains, yeah. the mother of dragons, uh, Daenerys Stormborn, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then this is Jon Snow, right? So Davos is Jon's hype, hype, hype man for like a hot second, and she is Danny's hype woman. But other than that, she is. There's no reason for her to be on the front lines like that, other than to get captured. Um, and it's too convenient for her to get captured as well I'm just imagining it's, it in my head and she's just on a dinghy by herself and just gets scooped up with a net you know? <laughs> like a fish like a giant fish net you know like they have these overpowered crossbows now they have this giant net because why not I don't know and they pick her up and there's like hey we found a survivor hey hey do you know who I am? I'm, I'm the, the, I'm the queen's friend. How do they know that? How do they actually know who? Oh, wait, they do know because she was there when they brought the white down to. Okay, so they know who she is. They know she's uh, personal. You know, she's they, they know she's close personal personal with Danny. But again, final thing on the logic. How do they have pictures? <laughs> they just, have, they just some, Well, Kyburn's the only maester. Maester, not Maester, left. So he's he's probably doing sketches, writing things down. He's fast. Yeah. By the way, Kyburn, like, he makes sure people are ready on his side when they go into meetings and stuff. The, up in the north, these people just don't talk. They go into these meetings. They start undercutting each other. They start quipping. It's like, stop, man. Like, we're we're in all hands. We're trying to instill some confidence in the people here. Yeah. Like, let's iron this stuff out before we get in there. Shout out to Kyburn for doing the glue work. Listen, Kyburn is a crazy person, but he is one of the people who is good at his job. I'll tell you that. He engineered the ballistas. He had them built. So he's also uh, he's also killing it. Um, okay, we're at the end. There's no reason to believe Tyrion's appeal to Cersei will work. And I know this might sound a little bit more like, well, no, it's character. It's like, no. no. There's just no way that this is going to work. He, he should know that. Everyone should know that. He doesn't learn. Yeah, everyone else knows. Like, Danny knows this is just a front. But Tyrion is written, this episode, 
to to actually believe that he can get through to her. Yeah. And that is stupid to me. Um, he knows this. He should know this isn't going to work. And to follow up on that, a bunch of people should just die. Like, this should be like the end of Reservoir Dogs, where all of a sudden it's just like, bang, 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 people are dead. They should just, the ballistas should fire. They should kill the last dragon. They should kill Danny. They should, they should kill everyone. They're within range, 100% within range. They're within shouting distance of the castle without mic, without megaphones. So the ballistas up on the walls can definitely reach um, everyone else that's standing back. Um, Miss Sandy should just kill Cersei. Right just there. snag her? Yeah, just grab her. Her hands are not... Like, her hands are bound to... But her fingers are still available. Cersei comes right up to her and touches yeah. her. That's like, a judo move. grab her and fall. Take one for the team. Quick That's trip. That's it. Yeah. Game over. Yeah. Not and game over, but game over for Cersei. I think the fight would start right there. Though, if that were to happen, it would just... Those scorpions would let loose. The archers would, would hit everybody. The unsullied are just in a bad spot. Yeah, but so then I don't, the queen would be dead, and why would they continue fighting? That's true. That, that's but, the whole but point. Danny's, of but Danny's right in front. She even moves up, and all of these uh, projectiles are pointed at her. Like I think Masande looking at that might go, "Yeah, I can't, I can't do anything here because as soon as I, even if I like grab somebody or try to make an escape, like that's that's enough for somebody to get nervous and just let one off." What and do you think her last word is, means? Drakaris? Burn the fucking place down, Pookie. You, you mean what's her? what does she mean when she says that? Like what's... Yeah, yeah I, think I she, guess I, Axel said it. Yeah, she's essentially... I think the message is... Yeah, let's... Let's burn this motherfucker down. Yeah, make it happen. <laughs> just, just go for it. But also, you're a servant, so why would you... Why would we listen to your... You got captured. Witness me! It's an act of defiance yeah. against Cersei, right? Her final words are not going to be a beg or a plea. It's going to be a message to everyone on her side to say that this is my way of going out fighting mm-hmm. is to be defiant in the face of, in the face of imminent death. Uh, this is a shitty, shitty thing to say, but she got off pretty easy compared to what I was expecting. I mean, I thought it was going to be... Like they were gonna put a noose around her head, or they were gonna burn her to right. They were maybe gonna douse her with some oil and burn her, or they could have just chopped a piece of her off and been like, "Okay, you have one more chance." Yeah. Would you like to renegotiate now? Yeah. Now that we've got one, chopped her hand off. Yeah. Yeah, they probably just ran out of time, but it seems like a seriously thing to torture her. It's 2019. HBO is trying to be careful. You think so? They've they've written all of these things out. If it's too gory, <laughs> it's just, and yeah, it's not going to fly. Yeah, that sounds like a very deadpan joke, because if they're really being careful, they wouldn't have killed off the only woman of color in a fridging incident, right? Yeah, exactly. So that's problematic. So the next one that you have over here is uh, Tyrion moves up, tries to appeal to Cersei, if Cersei already went through the trouble of hiring Bronn to kill her brothers, mm-hmm. and she has one half of that there, she could save herself some money and just take Tyrion out right there. There's archers on the walls. They should just yeah. do it. Even after he's done Are you with saying what he has Cersei to say. or Cersei? Cersei, Cersei. 
tomato to pot. You've been saying Cersei the whole episode. It's, it's driving me nuts. <laughs> it's Cersei. You know what, Alex? It's um, my Sunday. <laughs> is 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 that yeah? And hmm. you have yeah. You have uh, you have Brienne. You have Sansa. You have Leanne Mormont. <laughs> you have Leanna. I'm I'm I'm, 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 I'm imitating you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm imitating you and 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 neckbeard Alex. Yeah. Um, with all the the mis name mispronunciation. Yeah. So too many characters in this show. And not anymore. Someone no need to die at this point. Um, just read the books. It's really confusing. Okay. Uh, is there anything else that irked you guys logically? I think one of them is just kind of like clumsy. Like it sounds like a good line, and it goes back to the the uh, Sansa talking to the Hound. And about all the stuff that happened to her. And he's like, you should have just come with me. And she retorts with like, well, if it wasn't for, if I wouldn't have stayed, I would still be a little bird. But when you really think about it, the hound hung out with Arya for a while. And she turned out to be a fully capable person on her own. So she has nothing to base that theory that if she would have gone with, with the the hound that she would have been the same old Sansa that she was before. Sure. It's unclear how much she knows about what kind of shenanigans Arya and the hound got into. Um, I think maybe the... Tell me she didn't see the Instagram? No. No? The bad service up there. The, uh, the assumption might be that he just would have got her back to Winterfell, like straight away. She would have died, probably. Well, not necessarily because when she stays, she becomes a bargaining chip. You know, she doesn't. She's no longer a hostage of the Lannisters if she if he goes with the hat. I think that's what I think. What he's saying is that if you that was a uh, a point where things started to split, and not just this wouldn't have happened to you, but things were in motion once your father was killed. But if you if all of you fucking Starks had just got out of the city, then they would have nothing. They wouldn't have any leverage, right? Right. And you'd have the full power of the North against the full power of the South, and and it may not even it may have just been a lot of like uh, stone throwing and then a negotiation. Now I'm just making stuff up, but I think that's the subtext. The real thing that is sort of problematic about the topic is that she goes, "No, all that shitty stuff that happened to me it all worked out in the end." <laughs> it's, like, it's like, oh my god, really? No, like. She's, I, you know, and this is this is not uh, what I'm about to say is not my take. I, I, I read this, but I agree with it. The character of Sansa Stark would say that, um, because a you need to believe that because you're in a very stressful situation and you need to come to terms, have some way of dealing with what happened to you, and look on the bright side. It's a simple case of looking on the bright side, but because. That's not a real person, and it was written by people. You go, oh, man. That conversation was a little bit too too intense. Yeah. I he, mean, he says, "I heard you were broken in." Yeah. Broken, broken in, in rough. rough, and I'm like, "Oh my god, damn." <laughs> that was icky. That it, yeah, no good. I think that fits him though. Like, I it was off putting to hear it that way, but it was just that is a that is what the hound would say. Sure, it's not really out of character at all. Yeah. It's just. Yeah, none of these things. I didn't really like hearing it. Yeah, to me, none of those things are like, oh, it wouldn't. It, it's out of character. 
and logically that's dissonant like to me it's it's more that well that doesn't quite make sense because like we as the audience we see a lot more so it was kind of like a conversation where the audience wasn't um wasn't considered in a way yeah, that's that that's it kind of left me like thinking eh, i don't know i don't really buy sansa's perspective to me it wasn't logically mm. yeah Sound it fits into the segment. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Take it out. Is this the part for predictions? Yeah. Let's hear some predictions. Oh. If you got some theory stuff, let's get to that. Okay. Axel. I got one. John has to kill Danny because she goes, she she gets overwhelmed. It becomes fucking Lord of the Rings, and she becomes Smeagol. So he has to kill Smeagol. <laughs> and Frodo okay. kills Smeagol. Varys thinks like, oh great, John, you did the right thing. Now you're king. And instead, what John does is say. Nah, I'm just going to go back to being a crow or some shit. Although they don't exist anymore, I presume. But I think he probably would do like a exile himself sort of thing because he, he did a bad thing. So he, he should be alone. Um, Sansa runs the, the north. Everything's happy. I think Arya has to either die because the alternative is that she goes back to the uh, Highgarden, um, Storm's End. And just like not marries him, but just reunites. Like she rides over to Storm's End and then like catches Gendry's eye, and they both look at each other in the distance. And I kind of dis- really want to ship these I guys. I disagree that those are the, her only two options, though. What I mean, are the other options? Seven, well, she just goes back to the free cities, and just yeah. she continues does to more be killing. A man. Yeah, she just she just just because Michael Krabappel. Well, she just goes back to doing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She just goes back to doing what she was. Um, trained to do which, which is, is good at just kill people she just keeps killing people <sighs> but to what like the the god of death and her are done like she's not going to be taking names she's just going to be freelancing like if you look at her the wrong way in the in, you know in the bread line she'll cut you down like that's just that's just a dickhead move well it's not to say that you can't be an assassin unless you work for the faceless man they're just one agency yeah, so have you heard she's of James just Bond? Go work for another agency. Well, you're saying that as if that's so ridiculous. That's no, that's I just don't. It's more. That's more in her character than to go to Storm's End. I mean, going. She already said no to but that. But what would be the motivation for that? Well, like, what would be the motivation for going to Storm's End? There's less motivation for that. That's why I'm saying that you got to after some Cersei other dying. On the like the the thing that I I see Arya really hanging up on is she has to finish her list. She has some unfinished business. So. As soon as she sees that Cersei is dying or dead, right, I think that Cersei and Jaime have to die together, right? Um, and I think that when she sees that, like, she, she no longer has to kill Cersei, like, somebody did it for her. Her motivations for doing anything now are gone. Like, the whole idea of going through this, like, uh, the, the girl has no name storyline is because it's all part of the process for her. To seemingly kill the Night King, but also for her to uh, fulfill her revenge plot, right? Now she doesn't have revenge, so what's she going to do? Well, I guess I could go back to the North, but it's not really home anymore. Maybe I'll go hang out with Gendry. Or she could just travel the world into Essos and even east of Essos. There's much more than than whatever Westeros is. All right, let me. This isn't necessarily my prediction, but it's my counter to what you're saying. If she doesn't get to kill Cersei and she's left with this unfeeling of unfinished business where 
now she's like a ghost that can't get closure because she's not the one who did it. I think psychologically, the last thing she's going to do is stop killing. You know what I'm saying? So she if turns she into does Batman? kill Cersei, there's a greater likelihood in my mind that she will be able to rest because she finished it. If she doesn't kill Cersei and someone else does it, mm-hmm. and we're also assuming she actually still cares about who's on her list, then I think there's a zero chance she does anything that is settling down, whether it's in Winterfell. Like a memento? Yeah. I also think that she is not a John Wick character where he is on a mission to settle his business and then rest. That's how he starts, right? He retires and he goes to a quiet life because we're... John Wick is supposed to like not actually be a killer at heart. He's an expert killer, but he is not a killer. He's not a murderer. He does it, but it's not it's at odds with the true person inside. I think Arya is a killer. I think that becoming an assassin was who she always was. Now that's part that's totally my opinion here, and it could be refuted or backed up by any number of points. But that's why I believe her when it's all over and you become who you are now that the conflict is done her the, she's always said she's not a lady like if she goes and hangs out at Storm's End that's pretty much as close even if they don't, they don't get married she's living <clears throat> a lady's life behind mm-hmm. a castle behind castle walls in comfort she's never wanted it she was happier on the road she was happy working you know she's like someone who doesn't want to retire so i think her i think she's going to die i don't really know how i don't think she's going to get Cersei because we didn't think she was going to kill the Night King but she did and now we all think she's going to kill Cersei so she's not going to <laughs> um, I wouldn't be surprised if Cersei just dies like by some like we don't even know she just blows up she just dies in a fire like she has a mad son kind of a mad queen type of death like she because she's also playing with fire too she plays with the wildfire That's so we've true. got these two women that are Bernie you know, B-U-R-N-Y, not B-E-R-N-I-E. Keep doing okay? that. We got these two women that both like like to use fire to solve some of their problems or to make or to send a message. Yeah. So Cersei could wind up accidentally blowing herself up in some crazy incident where, you know, you just drop a match somewhere and you go, oh shit. And then it's like, it's just, then, the, then, the, then, the, then the tower blows up. This next episode is the last one, right? No, there's two more. There's two more? Oh, okay. Huh. It would suck if in the next episode, dragons just come over, burn the whole city, Cersei's dead. Oh, speaking of, <laughs> and then the next, I, I have a prediction. I think, um, I think yeah, there's gonna well. be there's this little scene in the in the preview, and I think there's a chance we'll see multiple dragons. Like for some reason, a bunch of dragons come uh, to Daenerys's aid. <laughs> I, this is in the preview. So <laughs> this is a real long shot. But I don't think there's anything. I mean, I, it's just a shot, and I'm just putting it out there. Yeah, they're, they're, just kind of a really big spoiler to put in a preview. No, in the preview, I everyone's preview looking yet. over like to a, a mountain range, and I mean, why would they be surprised? Like they look surprised to see something come above that mountain range what's the big deal they already know that there's a dragon maybe it's a bunch of dragons okay so let's see uh tinfoil hat time (laughs) how could that be possible here we go oh me 
Okay. Yeah. No, 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 no. no. Well, well, yes, yes. If you have something to say, but I'm also thinking about it. We're doing it on the fly. Yeah, I think it'd be really great if this was a live stream. I'd be sitting here for 30 seconds, like picking at my beard. So much like Neckbird, Alex. So Neck wait. So bird. there is no shot of dragons. No, no. It's that people are looking, looking at the distance. It's people going, looking Whoa. up. And there's okay. only one thing that's ever up in the sky in this whole fucking show because there's no more ravens. <laughs> The it's Night just King. the dragon. It's the Night King on a dragon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I really want to know if anyone's still hanging on to the Night King is back. If they do it, I would be... I'd be so happy. It would be wild. No, I would hate it, but I would love it because I'd go, fine. I just, at this point, surprise me. Um, okay. Alex, jump in at any at any point, but I'm, I'm going to start spitballing how it could be possible that something crazy goes on like that. So here we go. Melisandre is she's kind of a this is a very very bad analogy but I thought about it and I'm going to lean into it she's a little bit Qui-Gon Jinn-esque if the red priestesses are like the Jedi so there's this council there's these robe wearing you know magic using mystical metachlorian lord of light followers right and they're really all from the free cities okay Melisandre's like the only one who hangs out in Westeros. We see a couple, we see at least one other woman who I forget her name. She talks to Danny in Marine. She seems like she's actually more powerful, more wise, although it's unclear whether she's been alive for a long time or whether she's living out her normal human life. It's not really important. But Melisandre seems like someone who has the has the gifts, but she's a little bit rogue. Like she wants to go over to Westeros because that's where her visions are taking her, and everyone else is going. Yeah, but it's not really important. That's what's that's happening on that continent. That winter's not going to reach us. This is like a Westeros problem. It's not a whole planet problem. So just don't bother with that. She's like, no, I'm going to go. It's like, well, if you keep going off book, you're not going to become part of the council. This is Qui-Gon Jinn's whole thing is that he's powerful, but he's he's too free thinking and he doesn't follow the rules. So they don't let him join the big boy table. Um, and he gets himself killed. Uh, she doesn't get herself killed, but this is where the analogy breaks but down. But she does, yeah. But anyway, so we've got this stuff that's happening in Volantis. Neckbeard Alex mentions last week how uh, Quaith, Quarth, Quaith from Quaith. Quarth, mm-hmm. says to Danny that Quarth. once the dragons, once her dragons awoke, it it was like a catalyst for the like magic, magic right? to People's, flow. Yeah. Right, like chicken or egg. Is it because, or <laughs> dragon or egg, right? is it just did they actually do something or is it just that now people see the dragon so then they believe in magic and when people believe in magic that makes it real etc etc and so on and so forth like Santa right so over in Volantis where uh, Melisandre was supposed to have fucked off to before she came back to Westeros and Winterfell what's she doing in Volantis you can only speculate she's checking out some other stuff what are the other red priestesses doing hey you hear what's going on yeah we felt it like we can tell, like look, look what's all going on here. All these petrified, magical bullshit things are starting to, starting to vibrate, vibrate, starting to tingle, and maybe there are more petrified dragon eggs. We don't know those are the only three. We know that there were three known eggs that were believed to have just been stoned. They were just symbolic. They hatch. Now some other ones hatch, and that's how I've logic leaped over into thinking that from across the narrow sea. More dragons. Hmm. Odds. One in 10,000. You put a lot of meat on that thing. What could they be looking at? If they're looking up at the sky, then it has to be something airborne. And the only thing we've seen in the sky 
like you said, are dragons. Or it's just a shot of the assault, and they're looking at the dragon. And it's not complicated, and it's not meant to... Yeah, I haven't seen the preview. It's it's essentially like... um, Have you seen the preview? Yeah, yeah. So I haven't seen it at all because I'm like... I I don't even remember anything about it. Alex saying that reminded me, but I I didn't really even Hmm, think about it. I have no recall from without being prompted. We're going to have to look at who's right there. Okay. So... Um, I don't know if I have a decent prediction. I know, I think I have a better idea of what won't happen. So I don't <laughs> think... Anything you want. Yeah, it's tough to also dis- make a distinction between next episode versus just the conclusion of the series. Because so, I have no idea yeah. whether the last episode will be a wind down or whether it will end without it, any with with the battle ending, but no one's... Like, is the final, is the finale going to be, let's pick up the pieces, or is it going to end in rubble? I think... So I don't know. I, I would I would bank that the last episode is going to be it, it, either, like, the picking up the pieces, but it is definitely going to be, like, the war is over. Like, what gets left over. Like, th- this war is not, like, whoever wins it is going to sit on the throne. I think that uh, people will get decimated, King's Landing will probably get fried, but that doesn't make Danny a clear winner. Like we have to settle the score between Danny and John. Not not even like a like a there's a battle between them, but how does that get resolved? Okay. So all right, both 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 you guys, give me who do you think is going to be dead at the end of next episode? Ooh, okay. I think Euron has to die. Okay. And Cersei has to die. Okay. And I believe that Jamie and Cersei are going to have to die together. So it's going to be Jamie fights Euron, kills Euron, but Euron actually like probably gets like a death blow. And uh, in the process, probably Cersei gets injured or, or whatever. She's dying. Jamie's mortally wounded, makes his way to her, and they both die together. Probably like the, the throne room is collapsing on because of the fire, the overwhelming amount of fire or something like that. Something dramatic like that. But fight Euron versus Jamie. Euron has to die. Jamie will, will be mortally wounded and then ultimately dies next to Cersei. Hmm. Let's see. Grey Worm and Clegane and the Mountain. I think it has to be the Hound. Oh, dude. Wait, Clegane which, Bowl which, next, which next Sandor, episode. They're all both named Clegane. Sandor and uh, okay, both. What's, uh, what's the Mountain's name? Well, I only care if you say the mountain or the hound the mountain or, or the Sandra Gregor. The only thing that's confusing is exactly what Alex did, which is just use the last name, which they both share. Dude, Clegane Bowl <laughs> happens this next this next show. This next I'm going to predict that it doesn't. You don't think so? No. Fuck. Uh, although, I'm lo- I'm although if you want to split hairs, it's going to be... Um... Why are you upset? I mean, it's not like Bobby's in control of what happens. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh-uh. Hey, uh. He is. No, they're reading my emails. Dude, several things that he's called already. I told him to put the cup in the in that shop. I said I thought it would be funny, so I did it. Um, so if you want to be specific, <laughs> or if I want to be specific about Clegane Bowl, I'll. I actually, I just did that to actually get a rise out of you. I do think they're gonna fight, but I don't. Fucking <laughs> asshole. I, I don't think it's gonna be epic one v one. I think they're gonna have to fight. What I and again, I'm gonna do the thing I did last week where. 
I half believe it's going to happen, but I, I half want it to happen. And I mentioned this earlier. I want a really, really well choreographed, close, like either on a ship deck or in the throne room or really awesome one shot fighting to get to Cersei or something. Something that mixes some John Wick stuff, obviously not with guns, but, you know, taking out some plebs and then some mini bosses getting the way through. And it's going to be multiplayer, okay? It's going to be like Lord of the Rings where you and your two friends are all playing with Legolas, Gimli, and, uh... Oh, my God. What's fucking Vigo's name? Street Fighter versus Marvel. No, what's Vigo's name? It starts with an R. No. Mortensen. Vigo Mortensen, but what's his character's name in the Man, Lord of the Rings? I, that's butchered that one. Yeah, Legolas, Gimli, and... John oh, my Snow. God. Person. Well, fucking Vigo. Look it up. Look it up. Um, and instead of those three, I think it's gonna be, I think it's gonna be Jamie. Brienne. She's gonna show up. There's no way her character ends wearing a nightgown. There's no chance that that's the last time we see Brienne. She puts her armor on. She wipes the tears from her face. By the way, I didn't necessarily love how that was handled. Eric, we didn't talk about. Aragorn, yes, of course. Gimli, Aragorn, and uh, Legolas. They're taking out a bunch of plebs, and they get to the throne room. They're beaten and battered, and in the throne room is going to be the mountain. Um, Euron might be there. He might get off the boat and leave uh, Harry, um, homeless Harry Stanton, is that his name? Strickland. Harry Strickland. Which least Game of Thronesy name in the whole show? Um, <laughs> he sells propane and propane accessories. Yeah, exactly. And then we get this, the, you know the, the good guys have lost some power levels, but we've got the Hound or, or we've got uh, the Mountain, we've got Euron, and then we've got a bunch of foot soldiers. You know the Kirk personal guard or whatever so they have to be storming the castle and they fight and what happened and brienne gets killed um saving jamie from some kind of a death blow uh obviously the hound and the mountain kind of come off the side and start going 1v1 and the hound and the inclagain both kind of kill each other essentially uh the how you know he might die and then Jamie is about to come in for the death blow on Cersei because Brienne dies saving him he hesitates she she kills him um and then Arya teleports from the sky and kills Cersei <laughs> <laughs> stealth kill um, I actually no, I don't think Arya's gonna do that. I, I I think that's I don't think Cersei's gonna die. I think she's gonna live. Really? I think someone's gonna talk Danny out of ki- out of killing Cersei. I think somehow she's gonna make it through. The whole prophecy of her being killed by one of her brothers or wh- whatever—it's not gonna happen. Cersei's gonna live through the whole show. Um, Sansa's Sansa's gonna be left standing. John is going to to die. Danny's gonna live, but she's not gonna have her dragon. Her dragon's gonna die. 
um, she'll somehow claw her way out of this. And Sansa and Danny will come to some kind of mutual understanding about how to rule the realm. Um, and it will be like John's dying wish for them to make it work. You think John dies this next episode? Dies in the battle. So mm. if I I'll say the battle, the big battle is this next one. This is a long episode. It's I think it's an hour and fifteen minutes. I'd um, like John to live a little longer so that he can kill Danny. That would make it a little bit more interesting. Sure, but it's not gonna happen. Yeah. It's not gonna happen. All these all these women that were basically pitched as being insane this episode are gonna um be all that's left are gonna come to are they're it's gonna totally flip <laughs> and they're gonna become re- reasonable Varys is gonna get killed um danny's gonna kill him so the prophecy is gonna be true for him yeah that seemed like less of a prophecy and more of a i've seen it it's destined like it's happening yeah um so he's done i mean he's already he's a dead man walking i think he's already decided that he's gonna He's gonna go for broke. Bad move, bro. I mean, he's he's jumping off out of the plane. He's not sure if he has a parachute. Um, Is like that he, episode still playing behind you guys? No, it actually ended no, a long time we're ago. Way long. Uh, it's it's it, it, honestly, it's fine. Um, I'm gonna take a long time to edit this, but the the episode kind of deserved a long conversation. Yeah, it was a lot, and there's stuff we can we can get out of uh alex give me your um i rambled on for quite a long time who do you think is gonna die next episode if you if you think next week is the big battle which i'm almost certain it is it's just a question of whether it extends into the finale oh for sure it's the the next battle is in this episode coming oh Um, yeah what i meant to say was whether or not it extends into the finale i think it will start yeah next next week i I think uh it, it will extend uh they'll leave the last juicy bits and by juicy bits, I mean like top characters for the last episode. Um, so who do you think gets got next week? Grey Worm for sure. Um, okay. I hope Sam somehow, like he suffers a heart attack on his way, <laughs> wherever he's going. Write this guy, write his name in the fucking death note, and just kill him off the show. <laughs> the, the next war room. We've been getting like a war room scene in every single episode. They become slightly more useful each week. Yeah. It'd be really nice if they also do the same thing they did in this one, where they're like, a raven was sent from, you know, uh, Old Town, and zero, Sam died by chance. choking on a bagel. All right, let, let Alex finish. Who, <laughs> who else? Jamie and uh, the Clegane Bros. And I think that's it. Maybe Arya, well, not, maybe we're going to see someone that's, not or that that looks like they're gonna pass away but it's actually aria that would be kind of a somehow we gotta see more of this faceless man technique show up because i don't think we've seen it in quite a while and if she's not using it it's not like pointless it's like the best thing that she could do to anyways um but no i don't think Jon snow nor cersei um or danny they don't die until the very last episode. Mm. Oh, so you do? Th- All right. Well, we can come back to that next week. Well, John right. lives, like like I said earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's it. We're done. I'm exhausted. 
Yeah, there was a lot. There was a lot. Um, for anyone who made it this far, thanks for listening. Um, and if you feel like having a cocktail, go down to Enswell Bar and Bistro at 773 um, Fulton. Fulton Street in Fort Greene. Do they I, have brunch? They have brunch. On weekends, cool. I think it's every day. Yeah. Every day it's open. Uh, I would say go down and get this drink. It's called the Maron. Is that how you say it? It's a French word. It means something. Maron. It's kind of like, yeah, it's like an old-fashioned, but with less of a pure sugary sweetness and more of a citrusy thing. I really liked it. It's it's really good. I think I like it better than old-fashioned. The cocktails are good. Okay. That's the show. We made our predictions. We picked apart the episode. I still enjoyed watching it, but boy, it just did not hold up under close examination. I'm ready for next week to be the exact same way <laughs> and to be totally engrossed and enthralled by what's happening and then to be completely befuddled and enraged by how and why all the things I witnessed took place. If you would like to talk me off this ledge or tell me how stupid my opinions are, you can uh, tweet at the show at AttilusPod on Twitter. You can email us at info at AttilusPodcast.com. Uh, I post some stuff on my social media about when we're recording, editing, and all that kind of stuff. Um, you can find me at Bobby Cummings on Instagram for those. Uh, I might put up an Instagram for the show, which will be <laughs> a little too little too late for Game of Thrones. But uh, we'll start, um, if I do that, we'll start putting stuff up there as well for future stuff. We'll promote what we're going to do next, uh, which will almost certainly be some movies, some blockbuster stuff this summer. Because it's about time to start plugging that. We're getting to the end of this run here. Yeah. Um, we're definitely going to do Watchmen. We're committing to that, and, which I think is going to come out in the fall. But HBO hasn't given us a release no date yet. Uh, so if you're interested in that, definitely stay subscribed. Uh, and if and you like the show, tell, rate, review. Tell us about it. You know, what what would you want as well? That's true. If there's something that you want us to do, let us know. We're not going to do it. No. <laughs> we'll do it. We'll do it. Listen, we have a small but loyal fan base. And if you guys want us to do something, we will do it. Um, but in the meantime, within yeah, reason. Within, yes, maybe we should caveat that. Within reason. Um, so anyway, we'll be back next week talking about Game of Thrones 72. Until then, I'm Bob. And I'm Axel. I'm Alex. Original recipe, Alex. Okay, see you next week. God, this movie music sucks. <laughs>